Hey everyone, this episode of the Smoking Tower Podcast is brought to you by Autotempest.com. You know how when you're up late at night by yourself, no one's around, nobody's looking, what are you doing? You're looking at cars online. I know, me too. That's how it goes. But what you don't want to do is have to look at seven different places to get the same amount of information. Autotempest.com is here to make your life a lot easier. Here's how. It searches all the top car listing sites in one place. Sites like Cars.com, eBay Motors, CarSoup, Cars Direct, and many more, plus many individual dealers and private sellers. You can then compare those results from AutoTrader and all of Craigslist. Not just a couple hundred miles around your city either, the National Craigslist Database. So you can find the exact car you want for the best price without wasting a ton of your time browsing around all those different sites. Uh, I have used Autotempest.com to price shop a bunch of different stuff, and it consistently uh, gives me a nice big spread of what's happening across the market uh, in one place. It's uh, it's really, really nice. Uh, Autotempest.com, go check it out. Uh, this episode of the Smoking Tire Podcast is also sponsored by Haggerty. Haggerty Insurance. That's true. We have uh, a little deal with Haggerty going on right now. And uh, it's a fun game at the end of the show where we discuss collector car values and what's happening in the marketplace. But go to Haggerty.com right now now uh, to find out more about Haggerty Insurance uh, or read some of their articles or Haggerty.com slash newsletter and you can suggest topics for our Haggerty conversation at the end of the show. Uh, we've also got uh, Beeline Coffee. Code TST gets you 15% off at Beeline Coffee. Dylan Optics Sunglasses, my favorite sunglasses. Just use the, uh, the smokingtire.com under the Partners tab. Click on that Dylan banner. I'll give you a free T-shirt for uh, supporting the people who support us. All right, on today's episode, we got our old buddy Jay from Jay's Two Cents. Uh, the the man is mainly known for like building PCs and testing computing hardware and video game hardware and stuff like that. But he happens to be a very serious uh, hardcore track day enthusiast with a track ready Nissan Z and a Camaro ZL1. And uh, I didn't know where this conversation was going to go when we started. We ended up mostly talking about the ZL1 for like ninety minutes. But uh, it's a good show. He's uh, he's a great dude, and we love having him. Uh, Jay of Jay's Two Cents. It's the Smoking Tire Podcast. And a three, and a two, and a one. <laughs> Smoking Tire Podcast. Hola. That's how you got to do it. You got to like just kind of start. And, Here it and is. Mouth sound effects. <laughs> there we go. It's a new mouth sound effect every day. Jay of Jay's Two Cents in studio. Hey, Hello, right. sir. How are you? I was a little late, is how I was, because fuck traffic! This goddamn town. <laughs> it's so bad. It, you just come to expect it. Moving you around know. LA. Here's the problem. I spent the last, like, six days on my scooter. Now... I bought a TV uh, to fix our TV in here. I bought a TV, so I need to bring a so car you today. Can't just split traffic everywhere you're going. You're just sitting in traffic and going, "Why do I have to sit here? This is so crazy." And then it's like there's two modes of people driving in New York. It's like they're looking for parking or on their phone. Those are the, those are like the two, especially between Venice and here. Well, Fuck. Well, it's it's. Uh, I tell people that are not from here, you don't measure distance, you measure time. Yeah. When you move around LA. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Distance True. is completely irrelevant. Yep. Like yeah. you, like it took me, I guess about half the time to get from Venice to here as you you claim it took you to get from Claremont to yeah. here. Yeah. Fuck! What a fucking.
fucking shit show this well, we place is. We were going against traffic getting out here, which was kind of nice. In Claremont's how many miles? Like 30? 50. 30, 40 miles, right? <laughs> you were at six. Far, I was at six. <laughs> a little closer, sucks. Jay, if you can. Just a little closer. Yeah, yeah, bring your mic to you, sir. I, I would get real close and comfortable with your mic here. Do Welcome it. back it, to uh, the studio. Now this video, huh? Yeah, and this kind of weird. It's kind of weird. Now i got to think a little bit more about the the... The body language. Ooh, that's a good point. A little bit. A little bit. I'm just happy for these little guys. This is, that is really. Those are vitamins. People are all like, oh man, remember your early shows and you used to be able to hear the bong in the show? And I'm like, oh, please. Before before we had sponsors. So glad that those days are over. Uh, What's happening in your life? Saw that pretty little ZL Wheezy outside. Man, I'll tell you what, I, I, uh. I didn't intend to have the car, honestly. My wife set up that purchase. Here or p- uh, really? Period. Yeah, because she got tired of hearing me bitch about how bad I wanted the car, but uh-huh. I was too cheap to go buy it. Uh-huh. So she was actually, she's actually friends with the general manager of Mark Christopher, her, his wife. And so she set up the sale and said, go pick up your car. And Just like, oh, one day, okay. it was like, hey, it's there. I was drunk at a concert, <laughs> and I wouldn't shut up about the car. Yeah. So she basically <laughs> was texting the friend during that, and then the next day was like, go talk to him. And I didn't expect to get the car. That's awesome. I drove away with the car in less than two hours, and I'm like, what have I done? What have I started? And I've already been modifying the shit out of it. Do you still so. feel that way? Uh, <laughs> no, in fact, no. I mean, the honeymoon period's gone, and I'm now seeking more power, so it's like... That happens. Wow. Yeah. Well, it feels slow now. It feels slow way too quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That happens. Yeah, and it's already stage one, so it's 700 horsepower, and it's still not enough. Yeah. So. Well, you're tracking it, right? Yeah, I'm so racing it. So aren't you then, you know, you can get used to braking later and, you know, turning ability and all those things instead of just going, I need that, you know, give me the heroin, more heroin. Yeah. Because you're just getting, we, we've filmed plenty of people with 1,000 horsepower cars, like, you're going to get bored of that too, man. Uh, we filmed a guy with a, with a Schweitzer GTR that was doing 1,100 wheel, yep. and he had been dailying it for three months. Like, pretty yep. easy car to daily. It's not that big of a pain in the ass. And he was like, yeah, I'm about to send him back, go for like the 1,400 kit. And it's like, bro. But see, we're, we're not, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going for ridiculous power. I don't want to overpower the oh, chassis. You're, oh, with 700 horsepower. No, I don't. Well, okay, so we're looking at about 850 crank with E85. But it's like the, a Miata. Yeah, same, yeah, same yeah. balance, So the power to just. power to weight would be like a Miata at that point, just a really fast Miata. Right. But no, it, it, I'm trying to move the power band a little bit farther up because uh-huh. the low end torque is so ridiculous. Low speed cornering and exit speed is hard to manage wheel spin. Yeah, the PTM so. kind of helps with that actually. Even in race mode, though, it's super super invasive. So. Well, it's invasive. It's invasive because of the alternative. But I did drive it around. Chuck- <laughs> I mean, but, I, but I did drive it around Chuck Walla with it off entirely and had no problems. Yeah, no. In the dry, you can do that. Yep. Like so, uh, when I tested that car, it was a VIR and mm-hmm. it was raining. Oh, okay, yeah. You so. know, and on those tires, and so in PTM one and two, it was phenomenal yeah. in the wet of yeah. what it could do. And as the day got drier it stopped raining and it dry dry dried out and you i went click 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 ended up at all so you know but, that really wet spell we had in february mm-hmm. that was because i bought the car yeah and i went okay i've got all this horsepower tires that don't like the wet or the cold i i still drove it yeah yeah so it's one of those things where i want i played around with it a lot to see just how much each mode would let me get away with and it will it will let you have a lot of fun with I, I just really... don't think invasive is the right word well it's not invasive it's effective on the track invasive, invasive. is like Invasive. Have you ever? You haven't driven a car recently where it's invasive. G wagon. Where the car dies. Where okay. it's like, oh, there's wheel spin, and it's like the, the it actually like dies. Okay. Like it'll it'll Fair completely enough. kill the throttle. The 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 ZL ones and the one in the Corvette is one of the best ones out there. Right. Because it you can hear it and you can hear it go. You know what right, I mean? Right. So you can hear that it's doing the thing, 
but it doesn't reduce your momentum. No, that's that's fair. That's fair enough. Which is there about are, the best you can ask. There's a lot of times where on track it will even with the tires hot, it will mm-hmm. still let you get quite a bit sideways mm-hmm. and keep power on. Because mm-hmm. I mean, if you're starting to slide the car, last thing you want is the throttle to cut. Right, 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 right. So, right. No, it will allow you to like maintain and you know not have a super scary moment. Right. In modes like four and five, and for those completely unfamiliar, one is like super vagina mode, mm-hmm. and then it goes up to five, which is like you can almost drift it right and like then, a couple and then degrees. there's and then there's off yeah like and, they figured um, out like you can separate traction from yaw so yeah. you know, if you're getting a little bit of wheel spin, they might cut the throttle a little bit for you to have continued forward momentum. But if your yaw isn't to the point where they think you're going to have a problem, they won't like start hitting, you know, activating it, different brakes. Yeah, it takes into account of what steering angle looks like and all kinds of things to determine mm-hmm. if the driver's yeah. actually out of control versus the driver's just having a little bit more fun. And I and I did give my, it's one of the better systems. So my instructor is a, a, a GT3 bronze driver for IMSA. And, oh yeah, and so I let him do a 25 minute session in it, pushing it as hard as he could, and he's driven the GT3 GT. TRs and and prototypes and all kinds of stuff and he had nothing but praise and he hates GM cars. Yeah, no, we had Lee Keen um doing some stuff on set with us and he's a Porsche guy, you mm-hmm. know, lifer Porsche guy and he was fucking mobbing yeah. and he, you know, and he was extremely impressed and I beat the piss out of that thing yeah. for a whole day and it and doesn't care. No, I mean it has a lot of frontal area and a lot of really good airflow. We actually right. put it in a wind tunnel. Um it's got really good airflow. Yeah. Um and so it's with that big front air dam that that engine doesn't have a problem with the cooling it does like still it did in the feel a bit weighty i do i mean you can feel oh, the it's weight heavy. obviously yeah, it's a heavy car uh i just i feel like weight reduction would help more than power uh, but i don't want to take out totally my yeah mm-hmm. but dude i just drove recently a fucking this dude's z28 like race car mm-hmm. like a fifth gen uh yeah, yeah fifth yeah. gen z28 race car like it was cool but unless you are racing right leave your interior in yeah, yeah. Well, because that's so, all you have. I mean, you could switch the seats, but then other than that, you're, you're pulling off door cards, and then the thing. But each just one of tinny. those seats is like 80 pounds. It's ridiculous. It's pretty but, heavy. But the th- it was nice at Button Willow. That mm-hmm. it was a little warm in the afternoon. I had those vented cool seats on. Cold seats yeah, are it was nice. boss, dude. Yeah. They are very, very nice. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd really have a hard time removing cooled seats in Southern California. <laughs> yeah. Well, my 370Z has turned more into my race car, so yeah, that's the yeah. one I'm going after for that raw experience. Yeah. Was the problem now that that feels slow? Oh, it feels broken. <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes all this noise doesn't go anywhere. It totally feels like limp mode to me. Yeah. So That's, it re the 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 really big power GM stuff does kind of rearrange. But you. I feel more confident in the Z than ever. So there's yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, it, when it kind of feels like shit happens in slow motion, you it know. Does. I went it out does. in, a, in a, a ZR1 at Road Atlanta, which is very I, intense I saw that experience. Video. And then I went back out in the Grand Sport afterwards, which, you mm-hmm. know, everyone would agree is a pretty quick car. And, you know, it was like a Miata or something. Well, it was kind of fun Crazy. watching that, that, the 19 ZR1 video you did, because I'm watching each lap, right? You're kind of like, okay, a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more comfortable. Because yeah. that's kind of how I approached the ZL1. But I basically did three laps of Chuck Walla and then just said, screw it, turned uh, PTM off entirely and didn't actually, didn't actually realize I turned it off. I thought <laughs> I had put it into a different mode. You got to check it. When if you're in a hurry sometimes. Yeah, because it's, it's kind of delayed mode. or laggy when you push that button yeah. twice. So it wasn't until I realized, like, I'm getting a bit more sideways than I'm used to that I realized it was off entirely. Then I left it off the rest of the day. Oh, dude, the ZL1 is really nimble. Yeah. Like, it, you actually can drive it, like, assuming a dry surface, you can, you know, you can drive that thing well, pretty it, easily. The thing is the computers, and that's where, like, cars and tech with me really kind of come together is the computer systems in that car and the ELSD. Mm-hmm. Uh, so coming out of, you know, button wheel of 13CW, right? The famous 13CW. Mm-hmm. Coming out of bus stop, I went two wheels off on the right side, and that's where everyone comes across the track. 
But the ELSD shifted all that power to the inside and kept the car straight. A yeah. little bit of counter steer, a little bit of feedback. You feel it doing a little shuffle back there? Oh, yeah. I felt the engine just kind of you know do that little rumble. <laughs> You're right. And then the car just straightened out. But the thing is, the, the racing exact group, the, nature of that rumble is it? Is it spark kill? What is it? What exactly causes it? Yeah, it's a really interesting sound. Yeah, but no, it it wasn't a pucker moment because see, I kind of thought like, yeah, I saved this as a good driver, and then I realized no, the ELSD. Saved me. <laughs> yeah, the car held this one. For yeah, me. that's okay. We were having guys spin out on exit of bus stop all day long right there, and I was I, I like actually went to. I went two two oh, wheels off entirely on the right side, huge dust cloud, but did not come around the track. And at that point, I realized, okay, the ELSD actually does something. Yeah, a lot of people sail off that corner. It's a fun one to watch. Yeah, just because they're going fast and then they have to dive yeah, off for a second. Yeah, you, you think you can take it flat, but like right. in most cars, you really can't. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you do. It's like I took it fucking flat. It's like, well, you know, you had a hundred horsepower. I have five hundred <laughs> horsepower. Can't take it flat. Well, that's a good yeah. lesson in like incrementally going faster. Like go, mm-hmm. hit it at 80, 82, 84 instead of going eighty. <laughs> Like I can just do it, and you yeah. go flat. What a difference two miles per hour makes, right? It when, can. When you're when you feel like you're at the limit already, and you just do an extra two miles per hour, yeah. you feel like you're just about to send it off the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The momentum can change yeah. so much. What I mean, a, an extra half mile per hour average on track feels like you know light speed difference to me. I think that's probably the difference between a first and a third or fourth yeah. place is a half mile an hour. I mean, yeah. there there was a. The Michelin tire launch, they said it was a 1% improvement, the PS4S over the PSS, and they said, but that was enough to be the difference between 1st and 18th at Le Mans. Yeah. It was 1%, so, yeah. all right. Yeah, spread out over enough time, of course. Yeah. Have you been through uh, a few sets of uh, Trofeo R's yet? Or what are they? Are they no, those are the Supercar 3R. Supercar 3, oh, the good years. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Those are the only good, good years. And that's why I put them back on. So you when got, I, you when, bought another set of them. Well, I did because so you remember I was in a pinch before Buttonwill. I had corded the inside of the fronts because mm. we ended up doing a traditional toe out alignment, and that car with the Ackerman wants a toe in for the track mm. setting. Okay, so we ended up being almost an inch out of toe out. It was ridiculous, like a ridiculous amount. That sounds like a lot. It was like. a lot. We didn't realize it until we looked at the tires of just how corded <laughs> they were. But this was, of course, Friday night. I'm prepping the car, and we're driving up Saturday. And I'm going, crap. So I ended up having to throw on some of the uh, RE71Rs, which is oh, normally those? a pretty good tire, especially for the Z platform. Uh-huh. Uh, it introduced a little bit of understeer, very manageable, but a little bit of understeer. And I was about 50% burned up on the supercars on the back. So I thought maybe this will match up, right? But we found out even the, the Goodyear's half burned up had more grip than the RE71R, which is a cheater tire in most you know classes. Yeah. But the moment uh, we got back, I pulled those off, ordered the new Goodyear's, and I'm on a brand new set of Goodyear's. But How long did it take you to get them? Got them quick? Overnight for Oh, Tire okay, cool. Yeah. All right, wow. they stock them. That's mm-hmm. nice. Sometimes with these unique specs, it's like well, going to be... Well, Goodyear... So one of my followers actually works for Goodyear, and he told me that they're going to be bringing out common sizes with that tire. It's, oh, that would be nice. Yeah, and, and... It's a bitchin' tire. Like, I had the yeah. original F1 supercars, like the ones that were on my C5 Corvette. I heard those were trash. trash. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they, when we drove the the ZL1 at uh, VIR, we were both Lee and I were like, "Wow, these are like good years. Like, where do right. these guys to come from? They're very good. Are they cheaper than the PS4s? They are. How how much are they? Do you mind? Uh, so the entire that's set. That's not the right tire. I didn't want to interrupt oh. with that, but yeah, that's the original supercar. That's the that's the old shitty one. You it's have the to look one for up the, the ZL1. Yeah, look up three R. Um, the entire set from Goodyear before shipping was thirteen fifty. That is cheap, especially. It was only about three oh fives all around. Three oh five in the front, three twenty five rear. <laughs> so my so for under fifteen hundred bucks for a set, that's the right one. Yeah, no, that's no, that's supercar three, and he's the three R. Yeah, so it, they're very. They've got a lot of similar name tires. <laughs> Tire Rack has it. Um, there it is, the next one down. That's the one. 
Ah, yes. Yep, there it is. The most slick like. So it has, <laughs> wow. So you know DOT requires, you know, 330 seconds t- tread depth? Yeah. They have 430 seconds. Perfect. So <laughs> how long did the, how many miles of the first set last you? Uh, 2,100 miles. Yeah, that's about yeah. right. Yeah. Wow. But that's so because you can't help but put your foot in it and play course, around with it, you know? Of and of course, mm-hmm. we sent the rear set off to, you know, burnout land <laughs> yeah. when it was time to change them, so. Yeah. And that's the same, that's like what you get at a Cup 2s mm-hmm. out of the same shit. The, um, the ZR1 gets Cup 2s that are run flats, which I, I did that. not know. Interesting. And I didn't know until they told me. You couldn't tell by driving them. Pretty Interesting. cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, apparently you can do the the full, you know, 55 miles an hour for 55 miles or whatever. for. Huh. You know, That's fun. amazing. It's great. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. The ba- most amazing thing about ZR1 and, and your car is that... There's basically... Oh, that's my tire right there, the one that's all burned up. <laughs> in the the middle, neck, down. Go down. There, yeah. that's mine. Nice. <laughs> so, Good job. Yeah. Uh, there's like no sacrifice, really, from a regular Camaro. Yeah. It's the same. You know, it's kind of the same. It's super drivable, too. I mean, it, if you're just kind of cruising around. The thing is, no matter how easy you are on it, though, it just drinks fuel. I mean, yeah. the consumable cost on mm-hmm. that car is ridiculous. Yeah, although the tires are a lot better than I expected. Wow, that gives they're, hope. Yeah, they're not that expensive. That's hope. Yeah, it's, it's like three eighty for the rears, and it was like three thirty for the fronts. That's not bad. Yeah. I would expect it more. Yep. And the uh, yeah, what do you have? Like you get like fucking eight miles a gallon. Mm, I have seen as high as like fourteen. Solid. But on the wow. track, <laughs> but on the track, I get four. So, That's better wow. than I would have expected. Yeah. For one session when Lee was doing stunt driving, he saw he did two point seven. <laughs> so but, oh, so so Button Willow thirteen CW is what two point four miles something like that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, right. So a twenty minute session we we'll use a half a tank, and then of course when I looked at the the PDR, you know the performance data uh-huh. recorder in the car, it said we did like nineteen miles. So we can empty the tank in forty miles. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Really <laughs> wow. So it's like, it, it cost me about if I get gas at the track, yeah. it cost me about seventy dollars a session to refuel. Wow. Because I use a half a tank, so it's expensive no matter what. Yeah, yeah. of course. I was reading, you know, yeah. Jack's review that you put up about the ZR1, and when they did the twenty four hour it, test it, with it, it annoys me how good he is. He was like. You know, they basically had to pull in every 25 minutes for tires and gas. Mm-hmm. And they were, thing, and they were in t- for 24 hours. Yeah. So that's, you know, 48 Jeez. stops for filling and, and tires. Yeah, it's dude, crazy. my fucking ZR1 one take was half a tank of fuel. Oh, I believe it. That, that's a long <laughs> track, too. You, you know, you can stay yeah. in yeah. for a long time. They said at the Autobahn, it was 11 minutes. They went, they did a tank of fuel. <laughs> wow. Awesome. I think the CTSV was the fastest for me. See, you know, the thing is, those metrics, whenever I read them in a magazine, I think they're kind of dumb when it's always like, the Veyron can drink a tank of fuel in eight minutes. Yeah. It's like, okay, we can all just do math about consumables, but if you experience it, and like right. if you experience the, the speed and how long you're carrying that speed, that's that a different sense. story. If you've ever <laughs> been in a race in a track car that in 20 minutes, minutes the fuel gauge went from full to a quarter you know what i you know what i mean mm-hmm. you go you're shocked you're ab- you get off the track and go where did the, where did all the fuel go you're like, yeah. I, ju- I just put it in just but, right but now even just <laughs> see i don't daily the zr1 i'm, I'm fighting dailing it because i i enjoy driving it so much but i don't really want to rack the miles up i want to um. enjoy each mile i put on the car uh but it's one of those things where i've made conscious efforts to just cruise Go do to the one to four shift, you know, just do all the things mm-hmm. it wants me to do to, to be. I've even driven around in the wet or the ice mode, so it's super respectful. Yeah, the wet, like non- oh, yeah, it dumbs the throttle down. Right, right. It's nice, actually. So it's good it turn, turn off the auto rev match, and it 
goes from 12 to 14. Yeah, yeah. And I've heard the auto guys with the A10s can get over 20, but they go into that V4 mode, the yeah, Eco yeah, mode, which yeah. the six-speed doesn't have. You don't get in the manuals. Yeah. So I've gotten to the point where if I'm like, if I'm driving this thing like a grandpa, or I'm driving it like it's meant to be driven, I'm talking two miles per gallon, I'm just going to drive it the way it's Yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's I mean, not you cheap. Work, you work too hard to worry about tanks of gas. And when I want it to feel car. fast again, I drive my Silverado for a week and then get yeah. in that car and it's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can ride my scooter around a little bit and then fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. I, the, I like how it feels like it pulls harder in fourth than it does in second. That's well, like know, one of first my favorite and, things about You know, that first car. and second in that car, the torque is limited. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does pull harder. But one of the, when you get a tune, that's one of the first things people pull off. And it just does huge burnouts. Right. But second. then people start going through U-joints and axles mm-hmm. and because they limit they limit the torque in the ZR1 in the manual also yeah for the same reason for that reason <laughs> yeah a lot of times when they do that and people are like no you can't limit my shit and you go, but, oh, but that's I, why but I look at it this way I have no traction in that gear anyway so yeah, yeah. Wh- I mean what am I really gaining by doing that mm-hmm. and you don't you're not you're not drag racing are you no it's all road racing yeah so who cares so that's why this you know the factory the OEM twin disc is more than enough and so Cunningham Motorsports and Marietta is who's going to be doing my car. And I know Ryan. He's chill as fuck. I love Ryan because he's he'll listen to what you want and he'll give you realistic expectations. Yeah. And so you know we just did CamaroCon this week and and we were talking with him and it's like I would love to hear about CamaroCon. That was a trip. <laughs> that was a trip. I'm uh, gonna write that down. We'll yes. get back to that. Let's okay. talk about Cunningham and what you're doing with this thing. No. So I've been t- going back and forth with them for about a month now on some expectations on the car, and we're I'm at this crossroads of deciding if I want to go with flex fuel. Because the the car doesn't gain. What's a, the downside, really? The fact that I'll probably be using it all the time and burning up that much more fuel, I guess. Oh uh, yeah. Because my concern is for road racing and time attack is I'm using a half a tank now in ninety one, which yeah. uses a you bit more than like finish a session on the eighty five. That's my legitimate yeah. concern. Yeah. And E eighty five is unavailable at the track, so I'll have to have someone in my Silverado oh, bringing jugs. No, that's not worth it. Really Every worth time it. we have filmed a tuner car with the eighty five. We've had to bring extra, right? It's and never we've enough. Al- always, every time, run out. almost run out. Yeah, and had had a like a panic of like, all right, all right, shut it off, shut it off. <laughs> See, <laughs> Chuck Wall is one of my favorite tracks because you can get ninety one, ninety three, ninety six, one hundred, and one ten there. It's right, that, they have a VP, VP fuel tank there, all the fuels you want. You go to Buttonwell, you get ninety one, one hundred, and one hundred one. It's like, wh- what happened to the ninety three, ninety six? Because yeah. I would, because I can. Just, well, you can go into town. Yeah, but who wants to drive ten? You know, you spend your whole your whole your whole downtime just getting fuel and driving back. You I know? know, so it's frustrating. But uh, so we've talked about doing a hundred octane tune. We talked about doing flex fuel. The flex fuel st- it just needs a low side fuel delivery to make it work, and then the mixture uh, meter. Yeah, and can't you? you it's fifteen hundred. You can get it and just use it like when once in it. a while. Yeah, I if, mean, it's there's no downside other than the one time cost. It's fifteen hundred yeah, bucks, and then fuck it, do you, do you not have to change any fuel rails or anything like that. It, it needs a low cars? side fuel delivery. Okay, so th- there's some things that need to be changed, but it's fifteen hundred. And it's not a big and deal. And it's a problem yeah. that's been, it's a solved problem. Like, right. there's no new ground. See, I look at it broken. this way. Mm-hmm. One of the things Ryan told me is like, we can do a 100 octane tune if you want. He's like, but then we got to do a quick disconnect over here on the fuel rail, run a line. You know, so what he basically. Really? What he suggests. Why do you have to do all that shit to run a 100 tune? Well, if I'm going to have a, a pure 100 mix, if I've got any 91 left in the tank. Oh, a pure. Oh, so yeah. Okay. So I have a 100 tune mm-hmm. on my car, but it's not a real 100 tune. Okay. Because they know I'm not going to run it dry, dry. Right. So it's really like a 98 tune which i would be fine with even like which a is cool and they're pretty much like look get the car down to like under a quarter yeah. and fill it with 100 and it's you're not good. hard in this car to get under a quarter right so 
I would be fine oh, okay. with that. But he basically gave me the option. He's like, look, it's just he's like, it's a fitting, right? Yeah, We're yeah. talking about here with a quick disconnect, one way check, you know, ball check valve. You hook a tube up to it, and when you when you turn on the bypass mode, it will just turn on the prime, and then he'll force the prime to stay on so I could pump all the fuel out. If oh. of the tank, which is like, okay, we're talking fittings here. That's no big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're, we're talking about a lot of little things like this mm-hmm. to just give me options with the car. Because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, we're talking a lot of money here. We're talking, you know, 10 grand. So it's like, I don't really want to do something and then wish I had done are, something else. Are mm-hmm. you worried about? Here's what I would be potentially concerned. Okay. You have a reasonably expensive car. It's already very, very fast. Right. What... What what could happen to your warranty if something bad happens? I mean, it's not. I'm not, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm the warranty at that point. You're the warranty at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've. Is that a concern? I mean, your car is already real fast. A little bit. I mean, like, how little much bit of a speed concern. are you? How much speed are you hoping to gain, or like how many seconds off, you know, a lap time are you hoping for the the oct- like the higher octane tunes? Like, uh, do you have a, do you have a number, or you just want more, and this is so one way to get it? Right now, with 91, the car is already pulling six degrees of timing. So already I need a higher octane tune just to get the car's full potential. When I went to Chuck Walla, the car had rolled over 1,400 miles when I was there. I broke it in at the track, you know, the full 1,500 based on the warranty, right? Uh, I put 96 in the car, and it drove like I had never felt because the car automatically realized, like, hey, we can advance our timing. We don't have any knock. And that's when I realized what 91 was actually doing to that car. So that's why I want to be able to take advantage of the higher octane to, to really get the full effects okay. of the LT4. And yeah, the GM guys. Whenever I talk about being from California and shit, they're, they're like, kind of like, oh, like, yeah. oh you fucking California, because because yeah. they're like, they're just like, your gas just sucks. Your gas is so <laughs> special. Bad. So on on the Camaro Six forums, there's there's some GM guys there that are part of this, you know, the the six gen team specifically with the ZL1, and they mm-hmm. basically said the car's best performance is had at 93. It's it's it wants 93. Fair, yeah. but when I found when Ryan told me it's pulling six degrees of timing with the factory tune 91, I'm like. Shit, there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot what left it, in it. What is it pulling at ninety three on ninety three? Do you, do you know? Uh, I don't know. He didn't mention. But when I told him I had ninety six available on some tracks, he's like, "Oh, well, then you're good." Yeah, yeah. So cool. I like Ryan a lot. He had uh, trophies at every shift sector for uh, NA fastest NA. Mm-hmm. He is a vet. I've heard he's a master tuner, man. Yeah, he's got a fucking vet that's obviously NA. Yeah, that was running. I want to say a hundred and seventy five. Wow. Whoa. Which, by the way, is like Porsche 918 yeah. numbers. It was a fucking animal. Um, and uh, It's a lot of power for NA Motors. Yeah, and I, yeah. I did. I consulted with him before selling my Corvette when it was like, you know. And he mentioned wh- that Corvette to me when, when we were talking. He's, he talked about a lot about his What, vet. his runway vet? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. His runway vet is batshit. Um, and if you want to look him up, Ryan, it's R-Y-N-E. Right. It's not Ryan. It looks like Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan R-Y-N-E yeah. Cunningham. And he's like the vet guy in L.A., yep. I think. There's another vet guy in L.A., too. Who's the other vet guy out east? I'm just now getting back into GMs. That's the one. It's know. not a C5. It's a C6. That's the shift sector mm, car. And one. It doesn't even fucking look like much. Yep. Just a Z06. Just nope, a Z06. Just built well. But it's... I mean, it, I think it's like 800 horsepower or something. It fucking mobs. Of the too. Mohawk on that intake. <laughs> Is that not someone standing behind? Nope. That's, oh, that's a Mohawk. Yeah, on it's the like the, it was, what bikers put on their helmet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like. I mean, it's NA, but it's a very, it's a very uh, conf- like. And this is the word I'm looking for. It's a pretty busy NA. You know, it's not just like <laughs> ah, it's all under the hood. You can't even tell. Like it's a sleeper uh, right. until you walk around the front of it. Yeah, it's not a sleeper. It's fucking. You can hear it. F- Three and a half miles away. So, but you talk about warranty. It's because of who's working on the car. They're a little more comfortable with 
the tune. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. But, you know, you do, you know, you're talking about road racing in California in the summer, you know, big yep. heats, big, and I know ethanol runs colder, but it's like, you know, the, you're, you're, you're doing the conditions that are going to stress right. the car. And that's why cooling's a huge factor in the stage yeah. two stuff, too. We put in the larger CTSV intercoolers. Which actually oh, does are the CTSV get larger intercoolers than the do. ZL1? They have a larger intercooler. Basically, when I got the estimate from Why them, it's that? actually listed as a CTSV cooler. Why does the CTSV get larger intercoolers than the ZL1? I wonder if that's no packaging idea. issues or cost. See, I thought we'd be going with something like Weapon X or something like yeah. that. Yeah, no, this straight up their their CTSV. You know cooler. what? A lot of these these guys, and I learned this with my Mustang. They fucking any when any opportunity they have to just buy a better version of the part from the OEM, they take it. Yeah. This dude who tunes my Mustang down in Huntington Beach, powertrain dynamics, uh-huh. he literally doesn't have email or voicemail. You have to call and get him on the fucking okay. phone. It's like a shed. It's like right. foolish and he can build like a four hundred wheel horsepower old school three oh two using only shit from other Fords. It's there like awesome, you yeah. know what I mean? And so he's I've I've had problems with my car and he's just like pulled off some fucking aftermarket part and put on something from the Cobra and that's it. It works. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so like I'm not surprised Ryan's like, "Yeah, this one's bigger, just use this." Like right. totally make I'm just wondering if it's a uh packaging or a cost thing that makes the CTSV one better. Or whichever mm. OEM was offering up a better deal right at mm-hmm. the time that they were sourcing True. parts. That's a good point. True. So, yeah. like, if they develop the part, what else comes the in that? I'm oh, sorry. If they develop the CTSV part during the racing program for CTSV, maybe that trickled down, and Corvette was doing something else at the time. Could right. Because be. they just took, you know, actually, there's better cooling on the Z01 than the Z06 had. Oh, yeah. totally. Even with the superchargers. So, so 10, 10 heat exchangers. 11. Right? Z01's got 14, son. <laughs> if you count the two bricks that are in the supercharger itself, it's 11. Okay. There's nine external from the engine. Yeah. Okay. I'll count those. It's a lot. Yeah. That's a good It's a bunch. <laughs> yeah. It works, though. Are you uh, so? What else you get in stage two? You get intercoolers. Well, it, it's inter- it's intercoolers, thermostat, belt, plugs, um, lower pulley. A lot of people like to do the upper pulley. They go lower with the lower pulley. pulley. The, cran- a cran- the crankshaft pulley? No, on the supercharger pulley. So it's the actual lower pulley. So it's oh, it's, it, does it have its own belt? Yeah, no, it actually it's part of the serpentine. But it, there's a pulley underneath it before it goes up to the main Eaton pulley and then back oh. around. So mm-hmm. they go with the lower pulley. They found, and I asked them why everyone else does upper and they do lower. One, you have to pull the supercharger off and press it on. It's a press fit pulley. Uh-huh. And two, he said it ends, they end up finding there's less slippage by doing that because it's a larger pulley overall. So oh, have, that's yeah. That makes so you sense. have more friction on that yeah. wheel than the tiny Instead little of two the inch tiny pulley. little one. Oh, right. Why did it take the people so long to figure that out? That's in hindsight that makes so right. much sense. And then it's uh, American Racing long tube headers, um, and then the like I said the uh, cam. So it's uh, it's it's oh, Ryan's it's own too. custom grind on the cam, and we basically it's a custom grind based on the overall effects of what we want. So that's why we talked about pushing the power on the upper RPM, so uh-huh. it'll be a custom grind for that. How and, how much torque do you have to give up for that? It's uh, already so he much. He showed What's me the, the curves. We actually don't give up any. We get we actually have more torque down low than we do now, but the curve is much more linear uh-huh. versus now, which is just like a cliff, right? Uh. It's just flat. Yeah, so yeah, we're yeah. actually gaining a lot more usable torque down low because it's a, it comes on more smooth mm-hmm. rather than Instead just a Instead of hit. the, you know. Right. That, yeah, yeah. Which I'm perfectly fine with because I've experienced, like I said, corner exit on that car, you've just got to roll mm-hmm. into it. Otherwise, if, right. you, if, you, if I come off the Z, I'm just mashing it everywhere, right? That's why in the rain, that wet mode is so good because it dumbs down that throttle and right. that sounds like something you don't want until all of a sudden you fucking want it. Yeah. 
<laughs> Are you doing any uh, suspension or anything uh, to it? Multimatic spool valves, nothing right, to yeah. touch. It's already all solid joints. Um, the only thing I would like to do, actually, is I would like to get the adjustable toe and, and camber arms for the rear mm-hmm. because they use torque-to-yield bolts, which every time you do a proper alignment, they, you, you have to replace the bolts because once you, once you torque them and then yield them, That's the end. they're no good to use yeah. them again. So I would really like to get something that's like maybe a titanium arm like SPL or something, uh-huh. have them make something. That way we can just do our street. Nobody makes, uh, nobody already has a solution for that? So I know I've seen some for like the 2SS and stuff, uh-huh. and I think they're the rear, same rear geometry. I honestly don't know. But I, it doesn't seem to be something that's really common yet. So Yeah, wait six months. Yeah. Someone will be doing it. I yeah. mean, if they don't do it for the ZL1 1LE, they'll do it for the SS 1LE, and it'll probably... I've actually been tracking perfect. the car with the factory road rear alignment and then going with their actually race uh, specs for the front. And we've actually found that we're not rolling over on the shoulder of the rear of the tire, uh, and the wear has been even, so we'd rather keep that acceleration traction than dealing sure. with that. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's only it's only negative point five in the rear, but it's actually been fine. Okay. I mean, if you can get out with, get away with not running the race alignment, I mean, if that's probably better, in the rear, better yeah. for your longevity, too. Well, for the rear, yeah, especially. I, we'd much rather have the, the grip for acceleration than yeah. you know, riding on that edge of the tire. Yeah. And you're driving it to the track, or you trailer it? I've driven it so far everywhere it's gone. Okay. We drove it to Chuck Wallow. We yeah. drove it to Button Willow. Yeah, it's a, a yeah. comfy fucking car to drive. It's not yeah. so, it's not so I mean, bad. I have a, you're pretty tall. Yeah. yeah. I, I That car is extremely comfortable for me. Those Recaros are, are really nice. I feel like the seat sits a little bit high. It does but, sit a little bit high. But, I mean, it's been comfortable on long drives. Like, my Z, as we speak right now, it's in Downey getting custom-made brackets for my Sparco because I'm so tall, we've got to have custom brackets right. made to get the seat low and rear. I and, do that with my Corvette, too. It was a huge pain in the dick. Well, what made it hard was the, the roll cage. The roll cage oh, made it even yeah. harder. The guys our size, you know the pain, right? Mm-hmm. You get in there, and you're like, there's suddenly a lot less room when you're dealing with just a little bit of cage. Yeah, suddenly, yeah. they got really cramped. Like, mm-hmm. A lot of track days spent like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just drove one of those uh, cross cart things, which was like, mm-hmm. you know, all cage. Right. Um, Camaro Con. I need to hear about Camaro Con. I, we had Tim pull up the hashtag, 1400 <laughs> posts about Camaro Con. So, Is there a better hashtag than that? Is that the Camaro Con 2018. 2018? Maybe, um, maybe throw in the 2018. So that gentleman right there, his name is Matt Everett. He's uh, He actually was a, a contact of mine in the tech industry uh-huh. uh, when he worked at EA. And so I knew him prior to even getting my Camaro. And then we were just more or less acquaintances and, and worked kind of, you know, here and there, like the Star Wars launch and stuff like that. Uh, but I kind of forgot that he even had uh, like a Pro Charge 2SS until I ended up getting the car and then talking with him. You'll probably find pictures of my car in there too. I think, the, I, know those. I, think I know those guys on the left. Anyway, can you? Oh, uh, yeah. So the, there's that wide body Camaro that's corn fed Camaro. But anyway, I saw that. Yeah, that, one right there. that is very wide. Mm-hmm. It is. That, it was a SEMA work? build. That doesn't look like those wheels can turn. It looks like Liberty Walkish. Well, oh, it's you, on airbags. If you look carefully too, his his front canards are pushing air into the fender, so that's kind of counterintuitive. <laughs> but but anyway, um, you know what this looks like? Remember Spaceballs? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like the guy who's like, and pizza yep. is gonna send out for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually my car right there. Hiding in the So, uh, last year they had 500 cars. Yeah. And they were hoping to beat that. The latest estimate, based on counting by their drone flyover, was there was more than 900 that showed up. <laughs> Whoa. 
Yeah, that is a, a lot. lot of fucking Camaros. That wow, is a ton. And that and that's that amazing so is how this, much that aerial photograph looks like a lot full of Camaros. Like I don't yeah. know why. So this was at the promenade in Temecula, <laughs> uh, and this was just the official roped off area. The amount of overflow parking it just dominated the mall. Crazy. What was a little disappointing though is I was hoping to see more like first, second, and third gens. Was it all fifth gens and sixth gens? Mostly, it looks I mean, like a bunch of new cars. Mostly, there was there was, I would say less than ten first gens. Maybe Re- even at less, a Camaro con. Even I would oh say there God. was even less second gen. And then I think there was a whopping six or seven third gens. Bro, I, and I you saw, have an IROC right now. Bring yeah. it out. Let us see it. My favorite car Jesus here. Christ, look at that. And I hope they have a picture of it. My favorite car here was a 100% original, all matching parts, uh, original paint, 88 IROC. Is it red? It was red. And he was in a, it's an older gentleman. He used <laughs> yep. to work for GM. He said he worked for GM for older, years. older black guy? No, this was a, oh. this, this was a, 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 Wait, a larger white had, guy with a mustache. Tell me it had like gold wheels. No. Okay, no. Because there's no. a guy in my neighborhood with a perfect, perfect IROC so with this, gold wheels on it. So this guy has stock the, the factory injector still <laughs> in this 88. And he has been driving it for 30 years. I know to, that car. Oh, yeah, this guy. Whose car is that? We've seen that car, Zach. Who mm-hmm. is that? It kind of looks like Mary Posey's. It looks like Mary Posey's, right? It's orange. Oh, it's not, okay. But it's, uh, you know, similar. It's dope. Yeah. Pro touring second gen Camaros. <laughs> They had the IROC um, concept out here too, the one that was built for SEMA. Oh, really? A thousand horsepower or whatever. It was out there. Fucking cool. I I, uh, I wanted to drive that Detroit Speed one. They they built. It looks really really mm-hmm. nice. You know? Did you see that the blue one that Detroit Speed that, built? That, it was there. It was, was next it? to me. Yeah. Oh, dude, that car. I saw that car, like, crashed and caved in and covered in leaves behind their shed. Like a year ago, yeah. Whoa, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was impressive. Amazing. Yeah, like it was so crap. That, that build, <laughs> that build overall in the end was really impressive. Detroit Speed shit, dude. Those cars go so. I, I mean, they didn't pay me or anything to say this shit. Their cars are so fucking nasty. Remember that C three I drove, like mm-hmm. C three vet with like seven hundred horsepower and the fucking Jericho. Rock. No, they know what they're doing. Yeah, when it comes to like chassis tuning of older stuff and everything. Yeah, really impressive. So, all right, what? All right, so it looks like a big Camaro show, but was there a, a the con portion of it? Yeah, so there was a you know they they did the the obligatory rev competition, the dyno competition. Um, they Is there had the a show dyno in off? China. What was the was the winner of the dyno off? Something very impressive. It was 840 wheel. I kind of thought someone would have had more. Uh, me too. But it's a little disappointing it was a bit warmer in the afternoon than expected. Uh-huh. And then I guess something was going... It was a trailer dyno, obviously. I guess something yeah. wasn't going right with it. And the car that ended up getting 840 was overheating when it did that pull because it mm-hmm. did four back-to-back pulls. And then... Yeah, so I, I thought we'd see something over a thousand, but me too. The thing was, you had to buy tickets to the dyno competition, so oh. I think only certain people really kind of like you know. <laughs> I didn't bother. I mean, yeah. my car I know it would have been in the upper fives. Nothing super impressive, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. right. What's the no? Point? But if you're pushing, if you're if there's people out there that are rocking thousand horsepowers and then not fucking stepping up to the dyno trailer, like come on, yeah. see it. Yeah, pussies. Uh, <laughs> did, they, did they burn a Mustang in effigy? The hilarious part was uh, there was a lot of Mustangs that just kind of drove around the perimeter, like revving and oh doing little God. burnouts. And oh my stuff. God, really? Well, because so we, stupid. Because it was inside oh the God. outer ring to the mall. So regular people attending the mall on a Saturday were like, what's this? We even had one guy in a Infinity FX with straight pipe revving at everybody. It's like, Okay. I, think I did a one take with that guy. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so some of the Mustangs were probably going to the mall, but some of them were probably like, 
Keeping, I've got to keep an eye on these guys. You know, they're Pretty gathering. Much. What are they up to? We, had, we had one guy in an orange Hellcat just come and park in the middle of the general parking for the Camaro Con thing. It was, you know. Fuck y'all, I'm parking here. <laughs> <laughs> I saw oh, a guy man. in a purple Hellcat getting pulled over in, like right near my house today. Mm. <laughs> Makes sense. That's an easy yeah. thing to do. So uh, were there other, okay, dino competition, anything else? Anything uh, crazy, silly? No, just lots of vendors there. Yeah. I mean, Cunningham was there, Fast Tech was there, Borla, um, a lot of like cleaning companies, you know, yeah, sprays yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But God, it was they need to get a little more fun. con in this con. You but this is I mean? only this was only the second annual, and it's put on by one guy. So right. given the fact that they ended up getting way more attendees than they ex- expect. Yeah. In fact, the mall was not too pleased with yeah. how much they overflowed. <laughs> oh, but uh, it's looking like next year, It's pro- I-, I told him, I said, you need to get more people involved in this because it's growing at a rate that like one yeah, guy can Yeah, 900 cars, That's you need more than one. Yeah. More than one yeah. person to run this thing. Yeah. It'd, yeah. Be, it'd be cool if uh, conferences like this rocks. started like being hosted at tracks. You know, like Fontana or somewhere, you could have quarter mile stuff, road court, you know, there's just more stuff going well, on like, than like just Like all the fest park. events that go to you right. know, ACL. Well, totally. we, did a, we did the HoopDecon, which was oh. at Sonoma, which was a combination, there was a lemons race, and there was a Radwood, and then there was also a uh, Billet Proof, mm-hmm. which was like the anti-chrome hot rodding thing, and then there was one other thing. Uh, oh, there was a <laughs> a cooking with your car uh, challenge. Oh, yeah. Really? To like use the heat of your car? To either the heat or uh, one person used the rotation of the car. Okay. And someone hooked up something called an extruder to their engine block, like a fucking Roots-style supercharger. Okay. And an extruder is something that makes um, cheesy poofs, mm-hmm. like puffed uh, right. pl- puffed corn, and you bake this, I don't know, puffed corn and shit mix, and you pour it in, and you fire it up this fucking T-Bird, and this thing's going probably... 300% the speed it's supposed to be going <laughs> and it's like will it completely explode and you know tear our faces off and they start pouring this shit in and like Cheetos start firing out of <laughs> no it no way yeah it's <laughs> that's fucking crazy amazing. there's uh, Tim on my it's on my Instagram I have a video of it that's you gotta, super cool you gotta scroll back to uh, a ways but it's there if you go to like down to HoopDecon down to the HoopDecon so I mean, it, it, <laughs> I think retarded. Camaro Fest would have been a more appropriate name yeah. but there already is a Camaro there's, Fest Oh, is it related to LS Fest? I don't think it's the same. That no one owns a a Dash Fest. I don't. I don't know. Oh, wait, here, wait, like go back up. Go up there. There, uh, one more up. Tim on the right. This wow. guy. Here's a video. Okay, play this. So we have sound. This fucking. So here, here, what we're looking at here is a T bird. Oh, we got, oh, we got the echo. echo. From YouTube. I think I can fix it. Wait, hold on. Still slight echo. <laughs> Just play it, and uh, it's very spacious. I know. Just play it. Sorry. <laughs> oh my God! Look how says, fast that's so dangerous. And watch how fast they do this. Ready? Right? Big wheels all out of balance. Sounds like the engine's knocking like a motherfucker too, doesn't it? Look, it's just firing out Cheetos. So it's it's almost like a like a pasta press that's attached and he's to using a chopsticks wheel to grab attached them? to an engine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like shooting out funnel cake, but it's made out of Cheeto powder. Yeah. It does sound like a so lawnmower. <laughs> Did you eat it? Yes. <laughs> Did it taste like a Cheeto? 
and 10W40. <laughs> really? All right, kill that. That wheel's so out of bounds. We're gonna, we have to figure out how to get rid of that echo. I'm sorry, audience. But that's fucking crazy, right? Look at that thing. Wow. That's fucking nuts. And it's just like, thunk, 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 pumping out Cheetos. <laughs> so, yes. And then another guy cooked bacon on his header. Like, we're to, on a car that had just finished a lemons race Ooh. like 20 minutes before. Gross. It was like oil. Yeah, I, I tried that like too. Oil. I tried it too. That's the guy. He made some bacon on his header, and that's the car with the googly, <laughs> fucking googly Definitely eyes. Definitely not going to taste very good. <laughs> that's a BMW 4 liter V8 BLT. What event Ooh. was this? 24 hours of lemons. Oh, okay. It was a uh, hoopticon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there was a lot of con in this in the hoopticon. I could see that. You yeah. guys should uh, cook horse steaks on the engine block. <laughs> Man. <laughs> <laughs> just because there's, you know, there's the Ford, Ford and Chevy camp. I'm not saying you're in that that camp, but the squad of people that are just like, I'm just diehard this or diehard that, and you could just. I'm uh, usually anti that out. camp. Yeah, because it's stupid. Yeah, brand yeah. loyalty is ridiculous. Yeah, there's good, there's good stuff and bad stuff on both sides. I actually would have like, people think I don't like Camaros, which is not true. I don't. I didn't like the fifth gen I, SS. I watched your one take on the Z01. I just bought it. I liked it. No. But the thing was, of course, when I bought the car, I get a, a million texts. Hey, did you see? Did you see the one take? Did you yeah, see yeah. the one take? Or Matt should do a one take. I'm like, guys, he's already done it, right? There's nothing different with my car other than a little bit more power. But every, when it goes every, stage two. <laughs> but every complaint you had was completely valid as somebody who's who's driven that car for you know three thousand miles you. now. The clutch is a little weird where it disengages. The ride's a bit rough, obviously. The for ride the road. is a bit rough. I don't yeah. mind the 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 wants to kill my kidneys because I'm that much of an enthusiast, especially for track cars. Like I'm okay with the roughness. Yeah, the visibility sucks, and the car feels big. Those the, are the things. The yeah. GT350R was a very close second for me in terms of trying to decide which car I wanted. Yeah, the GT350R felt a whole of a lot, a hell of a lot smaller it does. as a whole. Like you mm-hmm. felt like you were wrapped around the car, nice and tight. The Camaro feels like I'm out there in a 19. 1951 you know, 57 uh, Cadillac. Yeah, you know? it's a it's a big car, and it doesn't get smaller when you drive it. The faster you go, it still feels like you're going really fast in this big ass thing. The Hellcat, mm-hmm. the Hellcat's like that too. So <laughs> ultimately, what it came down to for me was because I, I talked to a lot of guys, and I was at ACS the day before I bought the car. I went right over to the Mustang guys and was talking to them. Hey, what do you like? What do you dislike? And uh, it, one of the things was they said, "Well, I wish we had a little bit more power compared to the ZL1 guys," because I told them I was considering a ZL1 1LE. And uh, it was one of those things for me. It just, I had always been a bit of a fan of the Camaro. My first sports car was an 89 RS. That got totaled. I got rear-ended at a red light two months after I got it. Replaced it with a 92 Z28. And so I just ended up going full circle. Yeah. But I feel like if I could take the best of both of those cars and make one car out of it, it would be literally like the best car ever. You can, t- I mean, yeah, you can you can tweak yours how you like it yep. too. I mean, it's, there's, it's not sacred. But the Mustang know. doesn't feel feel long like really long like the, the, Camaro the mustang does. shrunk around me at the racetrack nicely yeah i really i really liked how you could point it i mm-hmm. liked that it, it really it felt big when you i put it in my garage i wish you but. i wish you'd experienced it at a dry vir because uh, the, the no, camaro but. i did it got dry by the end of the day i was it was but the fully concrete dry. was probably still holding a lot of moisture don't you think i mean Look, it didn't matter. I wasn't running a stopwatch. I was making a TV show. So True. I had True. a great fucking time. The car was really fast. It was very nice and easy to slide. I did mm-hmm. some really, really nice, smooth, easy, nothing slides. They were just f- nice, big sweeps. And in the wet, I, I went out with Lee, uh, him driving me as a passenger in the wet, and he scared the shit out of me. I bet, yeah. And he, I like, 
he was completely calm and fine. And I was like, dude, not cool. This <laughs> yeah. is not good. Yeah. There's a lot of walls here that I've never seen before until right now. And, <laughs> and, he's, and he's finding the threshold, <laughs> and right? He was like finding, heavy yeah, he yeah. was finding the limit. And I find the limit by approaching it. He finds the limit by fucking sailing over it and then be, going, see, it was back there somewhere. I'll go get it. <laughs> and, see, and see, I'm riding in shotgun in my own car with a pro driver driving yeah. mine, which is a little bit more scary because I'm like, I got more to lose. This guy fucks up. He walks away. I'm over here now with the bill, right? Yeah. But... But I'll tell you, uh, one of the things that suck about the Camaro, and I know you'll attest to this, is there was nothing to hang on to in the passenger seat of that car. <laughs> no, there is. There is no oh shit handle. There's nothing in the door. You, you basically, I sat yeah. on my hands, wow. scooped the seat forward, and wedged my feet against the firewall because the braking in that car too. That's funny. Will send you out of your seat. It's so. totally true. And I, I had to make a point though. For me, you don't. I, as a passenger with a racing driver, you don't grab shit. You stay calm. You fucking hold your hands like this. But you can't help the G's are throwing you yeah, around, you, you know? You're but flying you have around. to. You have yep. to. You resist, you stay calm. Hey, like man. I said, I, I, think you can hey, hold, hey, I think you can grab stuff calmly. You're just like, I just don't want to yeah, move around think, too much. I think there wasn't there wasn't a here? No, there's a handle. there isn't. There's not a handle here? No. No. I mean, I, 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 mean, I just use the lock mechanism on the, on the seat belt. You know, you pull it all the way out, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, you can yeah, tighten yeah. it up, and it locks. I just cinched that thing as tight as I could, and I just sat on my hands that and wedged my feet. Yeah, that works, too. It Lee scared me. He did. Yeah, he's very and he good. was all he was all in the wet. He's like, "This thing's fucking sketchy," you know. And, you're like, and you know, he, but he's not slowing down. And you go, "Well, oh, that's what you want to hear when you're already freaked out." He, you know, this is the guy who fucking passed like 35 people on the Nurburgring in the wet, in the rain, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Drifting so in the rain. So yeah. he, he's, he's real good at sliding he's cars. But when he's like, "Oh, that was a fucking close one," you're like, "All right, dude, <laughs> now's the time. Now's the time." Uh, get involved with the show if you have questions for Jay about anything or me or about anything. Hit us up in the super chat on YouTube. Couple people. Is that Freddie? Yep, Tavares. Freddie. Yep. Thank you. That's whatever. I can't read what you wrote, but I really appreciate that you paid money to. Awesome say job. It. Keep it up. He'd love to race Jay in his piece of junk someday. Oh, with his, oh, in the, your piece of in junk. His, in his cheap Lambo that he's building? I'm going to go out. I'm, when, if that thing ever runs properly, I made a promise that I would go to Florida and drive it. The problem the is, only reason the problem to is his car's Florida. in Florida and mine's in California. They can't mm -hmm. get farther apart. I you know. know I mean? The only way is to enter uh, Rob Ferretti's oh, YouTuber challenge. Yeah. That would be a challenge. very good test of that Lambo because obviously in a straight line it should be very, very fast. Yeah. But how's it going to hold up to like laptop? And the heat or just the abuse, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I haven't. Have you seen videos of it running? Does it run yet? I saw a video on of it started on. Uh, it runs right. Instagram, yeah. Okay, that car was a fire, right? There wasn't it a fire salvage. I think he bought it thinking like it one thing was fucked, and it mm. turned out three dozen things yeah. were fucked. Yeah, fire and clutch, and mm -hmm. to his credit, I was like, I can't believe you're going to take on a clutch in a Gallardo in your garage, and he was like, well. And he fucking did he it. He did it. Yeah. And then he built the turbo set and everything. I mean, it's really, it's crazy. It's cool. Freddie is a boss and has an open invite anytime he's in Los Angeles. And yes, when that car is done, Sony will ask me. Uh, yes, I will go. I will go to fucking Florida, even though Florida's a shithole. Last time. <laughs> and the people are crazy. The people are fucking nuts. There's no laws there. Nothing matters in Florida. Uh -uh. Everything is legal and nobody cares. <laughs> it's like, a friend of mine sent me a picture of frosted, fl 
Frosted Flakes and Lucky Charms have joined together. They're in one box now. Frosted Charms Basically. or Lucky Flakes? What are they? What if they called it? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was I can't like this. I didn't stumble on that. This now with this, and I was like, oh, that's like if Russia and, and Florida just joined forces. It's just that's, like two uh, of the craziest things together. Like now in one package. It sounds to me like we need to get some marshmallows and some butter and make some fucking Rice Krispies out of Rice Krispie treats out of that shit. Extra country because you can make a Rice Krispie treat out of any delicious cereal. Of course, including it's just, it's just glue and crunch. There, oh, they just what, co- melted marshmallow. They get co-top right? billing. Lucky Charms Frosted. Oh, they didn't even get. They didn't even get creative with the name. They no. were like, guys, the Avengers is so popular. We need to do crossover <laughs> fantasy <Indeed. laughs> character movies. <laughs> I bet that makes some good ice cream too with that uh, cereal milk. Like we were talking. Oh, the other I bet day. it does. Yeah, we've been watching a lot of David Chang, so it's all oh, about the cereal yeah, okay. milk right now. We got to go to his new restaurant in L.A. Majordomo. Which uh, you can only make a reservation at up until 6 p.m. Then they close the desk. That sounds oh, really fancy. Like too fancy for me. No, I don't think it's that fancy. I don't think David Chang does fancy, but I think it's a lot just of places fucking stop taking reses after like five because yeah. they're like you know whatever. You so like call we got ahead. people to serve. Yeah. We're fucking busy. Fruit Loops with marshmallows. Whoa! What other crossovers are <laughs> happening right now? <laughs> Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Shredded wheat with cinnamon toast crunch? Fuck! <laughs> General Mills! Killing the game right now! Batman well, versus Superman. What else is out Chocolate there? Weed gets legal flakes. in California, and now you get stuff like this. Bro! <laughs> Great point. Bro, this Great is Girl Scout point. Cookies X Haze number five. <laughs> wow, cinnamon toast crunch flavored shredded wheat. My prayers have been fucking answered. That is incredible. You know, they went, how do we get more people to actually eat this shit? And they go, well, Mm -hmm. you know, we put cinnamon on it. Pizza Hut's going to start putting cookie dough in their pizza dough, like in the crust. Somebody was sitting at a KFC slash Taco Bell and went, here's how we're going to do it. (laughs) And they saw a kid walk up to the soda machine and go, right down the line and went, aha, that's it. Lucky. Okay, so we got Lucky Charms, Frosted Flakes. Anybody see anything else in there? So, uh, Fruit Loops with marshmallows. Fruit Loops, marshmallows, yep. and Cinnamon Toast Crunch shredded wheat. That's I see two different shredded wheat boxes right there. Go down. What's that in the middle right there? What's that? Those two different kinds? Oh, it's a chocolate. Peanut butter, butter and chocolate. 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 Hell yeah. Blasted shreds. Oh. <laughs> that sounds like a gym term. Yeah, yeah. They took, they took shredded wheat, and then they made it you know aggressive and stoned. Finally, they have stopped drug testing at General Mills. <laughs> and now they have the, and, and and, and the they have product like this. There it is. That's the Rice Krispie treat made of the fucking goods. Yep. Boom. Honey, if you're Ridiculous. listening, I'm making dessert tonight. Fuck yeah. I'm really stopping at the grocery store on the way home buying that shit. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. What else is happening, Jay? How's What's happening in like the, the... Do you want to talk about work? Do you want to talk about cars? I don't really care. I mean, tech's kind of slow right now. Is it? Yeah. Well, the, the Computex is next month, which is like for computer stuff. It's mm-hmm. kind of like the CES, but every, you know, the computer nerds care about Computex because that's graphics cards, CPUs, stuff right. like that. But we've been kind of like in a stagnant market now for like better part of a year. Really? I think. AMD came out with some new stuff that competed with Intel. Intel kind of like blew their wad early and pulled in their roadmap to try and compete. And since then, now no one's really had anything other than... AMD just did like a little refresh of their CPUs, but NVIDIA has got no new GPUs yet to really talk about. So everything's just kind of like in this holding pattern. Slow news week. Slow news like year so year. far for 2018. And yeah. Apple has nothing to fucking talk about either. Wah, wah. Yeah. They, I, mean, the, I guess the X is pretty cool. I've seen a couple pictures 
like t- up like w- you know well blown up taken mm-hmm. on the X and that camera is pretty goddamn nice. Yeah, but then now there's rumors that they're not going to be continuing the X like you know you know, yeah. you know they'll kind of take an older model and make it the cheaper version. Right. They're supposed to just cut production on that entirely. Oh really? Is that's, they're that's losing money heard. on is it a loss leader or something? Well, something to do with one of their one of their partners on parts that they get for the X is talked about like less than projected sales for their components and so they've had investors kind of pull out and stuff oh, so it's okay. looking like a- a- Apple may have to just kind of follow suit based on you know parts that they're getting Supply from vendors. chain problem what right. do you think about the rumor I hate to bring you an Apple conversation but we're an Apple family here I hate to say it oh, I, got a, video- I got an iPhone 8 right yeah here. we're video people the iPhone SE oh there my you go favorite phone because it is the right size do you know how small that looks in your hand? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's the best. You look like Thanos holding an iPhone this, look, right look, now. I can do this. That's look, what right she here. said. I do this, and then I can scroll. Once a year, I can there's do like one. That. Who holds their phone that way? How, I, I, I have to. I get fucking tendonitis in my hands from how much I hold my phone. So I have to need a smaller phone. I heard there's a, a, a new version of this. I have out. not heard. The SE2. I have not heard this rumor. Every time I meet anyone who works at Apple, I'm like, please make another small phone. Stop making them so fucking big. Well, well, that's you've that's you've why had a year, right? Hmm? You've had that one a year? I think so, yeah. See, I like the form factor of the X because it's a bigger screen without being a bigger overall device. True. Yeah. I don't like the big I don't like the big big phone. You're right. Well, that's what that's what this one is right here. So it's like and it's it's nice to have the extra real estate when I'm kind of using it for work and doing a lot of emails and stuff, but mm-hmm. it does feel a bit bulky and large in your pocket. Right. Uh, I had an iPhone 7 Plus that I, I bent, that. part of Bengate, you know what I mean? So This is a fucking huge. Well, after holding that, yeah. Yeah, this that's is the, huge. That's the big one, though, right? Yeah. So this is a regular 8. Let me see. Oh. Well, that's still huge. He's got a, he's got a big uh, still, case on it. It's still too huge. If yeah. this is really the SE2, though, that's, that's kind of dope. That's what the rumor thing I saw. Okay. Can you go to the follow that So it's that like link a blend between the X and the SE. It looked like you, they took this SE and then made it full full face screen, but I don't know if this is like a... What website is this? Is this a real legitimate website? Techworm. Tech, tech is that a real site, Jay? It sounds like a disease, Techworm. I know. It sounds like an aggregator I don't. Site, I mean, if but, I saw it on like Mac Rumors or something like that, I'd start to believe it more. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're, we're in this era right now where people are going to try and get the the click revenue, right? The clickbait revenue totally. of talking about Mac rumors. Mm-hmm. So. Of course. Well, what, what do you think about computing power in cars? Like, what do you think about the CarPlay thing versus people making bespoke MMIs versus should we just have a plug that mirrors your phone perfectly? Every car I've owned in the last two years has had CarPlay, and I've never used it. Mm. So I'm so I'm a power user when it comes to like desktops and stuff. I'm a simple user when it comes to mobile devices because I just. That's why I like iPhone, honestly, and I get a lot of hate from a lot of my followers who are like diehard Android followers, because I'm not a power user on my device. I don't want to customize it. I don't want to do anything but read my email, open my apps to do whatever. The six functions. Yeah, and 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 no, no, nothing against Android. I used Android for years. I just got tired of feeling like I've got to set it up to be mine, mm-hmm. and I wasn't using most of the functions. I got tired of like for the longest time the battery life sucked. It's improved obviously in the five years since I've used an Android, but. Uh, I'm a simple user, and so I like the simplicity of this, and, and I don't even connect Bluetooth to my car most of the time. That's how much I'm just really? like, when I'm out of the studio or I'm out of the house, I'm not too worried about what's happening on this, especially if I'm driving. I care more about just either listening to the engine, listening to music, and I'm, I'm away from tech when I'm in my car. So Fair. you'll do, so you'll you'll you're happy to use whatever systems there nav radio just uh, all, right. you'll adapt to that fine. I just got to spend a week with the TTRS doing a review with, with Audi on that car. How fucking boss is the TTRS? Dude, that virtual cockpit though. Yeah, that is where I went. Okay, 
you know, tech and cars definitely can blend well. Yeah. And I, it was really neat. I still didn't connect my phone to that car because I know there's a lot of functions you can do with your phone. But uh, yeah, I mean, I drove that thing for a MMI, week. And, I think it called or something. Yeah, I drove it for a week and I didn't do anything special. I mean, right. I had a Bluetooth connected, but like, yeah, there's but a I virtual felt, cockpit. I just kept that playing around awesome. with the virtual cockpit. It was neat to kind of change around the different. Like, totally. Oh, t- I want to do this today, or yeah, you know, and the, you know, if you're in a, G, if the you're heat in a map, canyon, you can make the tack real big. The or, heat map on the G meter was the coolest function. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because obviously there's a G meter in my car, but it doesn't. It just tells me what max G was. It doesn't tell me like here's where the heat map was. So you, it, it was. Was a neat it function. creates wow. like a graphical representation like of how hard you're pushing. It's really neat. Yeah. But on top of that, that car for a you know Volkswagen Golf based car is extraordinarily fast. And it was really interesting because the the as tested price of the car that I had was seventy seven thousand. That's high. Well, it had literally every function, including the, including the carbon ceramic brakes. Which oh, was shit. A huge really? chunk. Yeah, yeah wow. the one I drove was 64. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was way cheaper. I, I assume that was the steel brakes, right? Yes. Okay. And they were great. I think like 7,500 of it was the brakes. Yeah, right? yeah, totally. Uh, but it was interesting because I went, well, this is 5,000 more than my car costs. So what's the. It, obviously, two completely different yes. animals. Uh, it was a nice car. It was comfortable. I would totally daily it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the wife got to drive it. You know, she enjoyed it. And. Surprising great, great. amount. Pull that picture over, Tim. That's a great interior. A surprising amount of interior room for guys our size. Very super, roomy. super spacious. They're right. really good at that kind of design. And I think I love the detail work of the air vents. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's, each each little di- dial is actually a screen inside yep. yeah, of the vent. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I think they started zoom, zoom in on that That'll left side of vent there, Tim. If you can, you can see on the left. If you zoom in, the it's actually the heated seat. Mm-hmm. Knob in the middle, and it's actually an LCD dial. Right. It's really smart because then you save a ton of real estate in the middle. You can make it look a lot cleaner. There's it's not as no, cluttered. There's no center console display of any kind. It's all the virtual lock. I was cockpit. missing um, a center armrest. Oh yeah, which I don't even know it's a little if it's low. optional. But it's a, it, on a, a long arm, a long trip, I was miss. I felt without. So uh, I, I mean, was, so I have a Silverado, a Sienna. A Z and a ZL1, right? Very contrasty yeah. cars. Every one of those cars I get in, I got a place to put my elbow. Yeah. This car has a center console, but it's so low, mm-hmm. it's unusable for guys that are like long torsos like us mm-hmm. to put your elbow there on something. There may be some kind of optional armrest. And like, I know like that's, on the seat? I don't know. I know that's dumb like as fuck for a $70,000 car, but. I think that's probably be. true. Like BMWs have come with, you can get different options for armrests, and yeah. some are long and some are super short. You want that little weird little top hat thing that just yeah. covers like the little compartment. Yeah. So, but it's a, dude, I drove one on the racetrack at Spring Mountain, and it was like the perfect in between between like a rally car and an almost supercar. So I didn't get to, to track it. I just got to do road experience on it. Was understeer present on that all wheel drive quattro? Um, the prevailing handling characteristic actually is a is a real ease to do a very mild four-wheel slide into a corner okay very mild okay and if you if you adjust to what the car wants to do it really it likes trail braking it likes to rotate under the trail braking if you uh did the traditional brake in a straight line turn in power on it would understeer a bit towards the exit okay but you can kind of use that if you adjust your line and your braking and your entry angle a bit to work for you to just right. kind of carry out onto the wider curbing but at spring mountain 
Um, not that we had an equivalent comparison, but I, I, I was significantly quicker than an Aston DB11 that we had, which is 600 horsepower, wow. and the new Lexus LC500. Well, I mean, this thing weighs like 3,200 pounds. It was right? light. It's super light. Yeah, it's light. It was and like flickable. Yeah. Very flickable. It, that know? was, and, and the thing with the carbon ceramic brakes was I kept like slamming my face into the windshield practically because going from the ZL1 to that, uh-huh. the initial bite at cold temps was so high. It was yeah. extremely touchy, so my passengers kept getting, you know, the jerk, the, and then I get in the Camaro and I'm rolling through stop signs, you know. So there was a little bit of adjustment period there, but it was a fun car. I can't wait for that video good. to go live. It's expensive, yeah. it is, but that's a real motherfucker of a motor. And APR, that two point five TFSI. We looked it up. Can you pull it up again? I think APR with just a tune, right? Stage one tune ran low tens. Wow. Uh, yeah. Right? Well, that was the RS3, right? The RS3, which is the same, same exact right. powertrain and yeah. more, more weight. Uh, What's great, the weight balance on that is 5941. Wow. Super front heavy. Yeah. There, more there, than wait, the there it is. Go, down on, go back to you, the YouTube thing down there. I know we can't play it, but there. A 1055 and 127. Stage one. In an RS3 with a, just a tune. And the TTRS so is lighter. The TTRS is the same thing, but lighter. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. So that's much left literally on the table. like that's like a McLaren speed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's really bananas that what, what's there on the table. And you just add a tune. Like remember the 570 GT and how fast that was. Mm-hmm. This is faster than that. Yep, out that's of the hole for sure. Fucking crazy. I wonder, it'd be cool to see how they pull. Oh, in like, a half mile. I mean, one one twenty seven seems a little low trap for a ten five. Yeah, but. that's it. This is a zero to sixty car. Yeah, you know, but. That's a very impressive. So it does impressive. like three four in the TTRS stock. That's got to be sub threes then, or three flat or yeah. something like that. It's it's crazy. Good for Audi. What else is happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, what else you drive? Anything cool? Nothing really cool. I mean, the three seventy Z. Everyone thinks I sold it, but it, it's one of those things where it's just kind of going through a transition. Yeah, you know, because when when I came out here last time, that was just straight up street car that I was tracking, but. You know, you're never going to have a great track car that's a street car and you never have a great street car that's a track car. Right. And, and I'm transitioning right now. We're going to finish out the season because I do time attack with the Nissan Challenge through Speed, speed Ventures. Oh, fun. Are and you going to be at Cal Speedway on Saturday? No. The next event I'm doing is um, we're doing Streets of Willow on the 12th. Ooh, I'll be yeah. at Cal Speedway on Saturday. For those who are coming out, I will have a supercharged Performante. <laughs> should oh, be wow. slow. So I, I, live like, <laughs> I live like five minutes from California we'll Speedway, so I might have to hello. come out and say hi. Yeah. So yeah, uh, but the thing is, like I said, it's got it's got a four point cage in it right now until the season's over, and then we'll talk about doing a six point. Is that really just a harness bar? No, it's a true four point that mounts to the you know to the floors and to the the strut towers in the back and stuff. Okay. Uh, it's got a crossbar, X bar, X brace, the whole deal. Um, but that was so that I could safely run my Sparco seat because right. I won't do a harness bar. I mean, that's not safe. So. Uh, at least not in that car, anyway. You, know, you deal with any sort of lateral movement in the harness bar, then you're kind of screwed. Oh yeah, that could be a problem. And as it is with the with the slope of the roof on and where I sit already, my getting the bar above my head is next to impossible. It's mm-hmm. level. It's, it's a really small car, and you're already quite tall. Yeah, it was not built for. It was built for Japanese dudes, not guys like me. So <laughs> it's a challenge. But uh, we, I I want to eventually transition this to a a full lightweight custom floor pan, you know, smooth floor pan to get the seat lower race car. But it's Sweet. one of those. But it's one of those things where um, I don't really have the space right now, the garage space, to have a race car. So I'm still trying to make it all work and, and trying to figure out what that means. But I want to take that Z to the next level. Yeah, it, that it means probably a trailer. 
Oh, well, I've already got a trailer. Oh, you do? It, but it doesn't stay with me. It stays with a guy in Paris who's got a lot of like dirt lots. So you're just adding time to that track day. Every yep. time, you, every yep. every uh, link up. Oh, now I got to. Or, get or the alternative thing. is I, I get trailer parking at the you know the storage yeah, yeah. lot next to me at 150 bucks a month. You know, we're yeah. talking over 1500 bucks a year just to hold my trailer in their lot. I mean, mm-hmm. I and that, that's. Well, compared to around here, that's cheap for parking a trailer or a car, but it's, still, it's not that it's inexpensive. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be that guy. That's the thing. I'm building a collective oh, car I know. storage no, place I know. Yeah. to be that guy. Yeah, Collect well, that go. money. But, but like I, a race trailer is like a whole different ballgame. You know, yeah. you're going to throw it on a lift, and it's, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, there's a lot of work that goes into I, the truck So car. I've been with my wife almost 19 years, and she has not cared less about the car stuff I've been into all this time. I finally at the end of last year got her to come out to our last of last round of our, our time attack series took her out on track and that changed everything for really? her really she enjoyed it we were parked next to the Porsche guys who have their big rig double decker lifts in the trailer she's like we need that yes, she's like we need do. that I'm thinking to myself okay wait a minute pump the brakes here a little bit because you know what that costs yeah. but the thing was for the first time in 19 years I've seen her get excited about something to do with a car and then you know I had to buy her her own helmet and stuff, which is fun. Yeah, because what about her own? Now she can drive the Nissan. You can drive the Camaro. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Now uh, you can do track she, days together. She can't drive a stick, and I'm not qualified to teach her. I love my wife enough to know that I can't teach her something like driving a stick and save our marriage because we, <laughs> we we've been together so long. It's like. I need someone else to teach you. You can send her my video series on how to drive stick. I watched it. It's been viewed millions of times. I watched it because I was, I was like, I'm curious. How does Matt going to teach people to drive a stick? Makes sense. Let out the clutch. Get the car to move. People Don't seem to enjoy mm-hmm. it. The yep. thumbs up to thumbs down ratio is pretty good. <laughs> you can get her automatic. You can get her some super basic automatic car to get her to drive yeah. for sure. Yeah, I yep. mean the good like news anything. is like yeah, there's a lot of totally fun cars that you can get with paddle shifters or, yeah. or full autos. Now you know they're not terrible to drive. There's a bunch of shit out there. It's just it, this is like a day I never thought would happen. I mean, come on, after after eighteen, I nineteen totally years, you think you. like this is never going to happen. And it, all it took was she went to the events with me back in the day when I had the old Camaros. And she couldn't care less. It was not interesting to her. So what's the difference now? I don't know. To Cars be honest. a lot faster. I I don't think it's that. <laughs> I just think her likes and dislikes have changed. Mm-hmm. You know how honestly. fortunate for you. Yeah. Now you have, now you, you have wore a track it down. day wife. You wore it down for eighteen wife. years. <laughs> now she's yeah. like, all right, I'm kind of into this. Have you yeah. seen that? You've seen the picture of uh, the the you know fairly attractive. Uh, we can call her a cougar with the law the yellow law Ferrari oh, yeah, and yeah, the license yeah. plate race wife. Yeah. I don't know who she is, but she seems like a winner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. The yep. light, the light, track days. There she is. I don't know who you are, ma'am, but you seem like whatever you've done to achieve that position in life, <laughs> your decisions have been correct. Yeah, that's her track car, or she's tracking that car. I guess. Wow. I so, mean, yeah, they uh, be, she got uh, a helmet. Yeah, her and her whoever her husband is. Someone will comment and tell me who that is. But her and her husband seem to be real into uh, Ferraris and track days. Good. I'm glad they didn't bubble that thing. That's yeah. awesome. I think that I think. Uh, remember when I went bought my Mercedes in Newport Beach and there was a yellow La Ferrari in the showroom? That's it. Yeah. I think that was. I think it was this one, because I think they got an FXXK. Ooh, wow! I think I, I'm hype. I the, think, the dealer got the FXXK, or these people? No, did? no. They they sold this through. Woo! They consigned it through the dealer. I wow. think when they got that. Oh yeah, Google executive surprises quote race wife with Ferrari FXXK. Whoa! Oh, okay. Google executive. That certainly explains some things. Makes but, sense. 
You know what? I still stand by my statement. She made all the right moves. <laughs> <laughs> that That's FXXK, awesome. look Those at that. Those things are crazy. Could there be a prettier fucking race car on the planet than FXXK? Wow. That's sexy. Anything Very interesting cool. on the, the Super Chat? Instead of just like continuing to check out this Google executive's wife. <laughs> Can you zoom in on this page, Tim? Uh, I can't read any T- of that shit. Tavares says he'll bring his car to Monterey Car Week. Hopefully, let's make it happen. Monterey, Monterey uh, oh, Car a, a Week? Gizmo? I don't want to oh, test okay. your car traffic, Freddy. <laughs> bring that That's shit true. down you, here. You can't get on a track there. You can't weekend. get on a track there. You can't drive faster than 10. It's mm-hmm. the world's greatest true. traffic jam. Definitely go. Have you been to Monterey for Pebble? Yeah, I've been up there. It's the best. Have you been for for Pebble Beach for the whole the scene? Oh, I've not been to a car show up there. I mean, I've I've been up, or, or if you talk about rallies and stuff, no, I've no, just I mean been the, up there. the actual Pebble Beach Concourse weekend that mm-hmm. happened. Oh, you must go. I've seen videos and stuff. That it's I've insanity. Never been there. It's yeah. the coolest thing ever. It's not. You don't even have to go to any of the events. You just go and just get yourself stuck in a traffic jam, and you'll be. Oh, that's a. There's a tour to France. Oh, there's a fucking Bugatti. Oh, yeah. there's a. You know, it's just everything all the time. It's craziness. Uh, it's cool, and the vintage races are awesome. Mm-hmm. You go to Laguna Seca, and people are just ripping old stuff around. It's real. That's that's my favorite thing. Right. There. That's the sad part about Laguna Seca. It's part of our series now. Some Sonoma and Laguna have have now been a part of the the tour that we do. But I can't bring my cars to either one of the or to too Laguna. loud. Too loud. That sucks. Yeah. I will be at Laguna Seca. With NCRC on Monday, May 28th, and I will be at Sonoma with Hooked on Driving on Tuesday, May 29th, uh, with my long-term Lotus Evora 400. Full track day schedule, 25th Button Willow, May 25th Button Willow, 28th Laguna, 29th Sonoma, June 3rd, Willow's uh, Big Willow. Come out and say hi. There's spaces in every single. Oh, Jesus, there are spaces available in every single one of those track days. If you want to come to a track day with me, come on out. Button Willow and Big Willow are gonna be warm. They will be warm. Yeah, I'm the trying streets, to do all of those on tires. Streets on the twelfth is tires. looking like a ninety degree day. It's gonna be a warm day. On the on the on on May twelfth when we're gonna be up there, oh, okay. it's mm-hmm. looking like ninety. So it's gonna be That's a warm one. Hell. It will be yeah. fun track. It is. Big Willow. We were talking about this with Johnny Lieberman last night. We don't like Big Willow. We think it eats tires and isn't that fun to drive. Yeah. We like Streets of Willow better. I, well, I think Big Willow is something that you, should, you make it through, at least in my experience, because like I have not driven at high speeds on Big tracks Willow a lot. Big Willow is just a ball measurement. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like balls, the overcrest arrow. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. And it eats your tires. I don't go on Big Willow just because I don't have the safety equipment to really safely send it at Big To go Willow. off toward the green wall that's yeah. like hundreds of feet away, but you can right. still hit it. Yeah, the speed's going in nine. Or or, let, or let's say you actually line up the exit out of eight into nine right, and you and you late apex that, and you and you turn in. And if you go off, you're going right to that pit wall. Mm-hmm. You know? Or you go across like everyone else does, and then you roll on the inside. Right. So, I mean, it's like it's so consistent on what goes wrong there. Uh, here's a good one. Casey Mitchell, thank you for your significant contribution to the show. I've uh, been watching since you were in college seven years ago. I'm about to buy my first real performance car. I have 45000 or so to spend. I already have a practical car. I'm thinking either, what does it say, a fifth-gen fifth gen ZL1 one. or a used C7. Thoughts? Your thoughts, Jay? Well, you got to keep in mind what those brake jobs are going to cost on that fifth gen. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking Z28. Uh, ZL1 fifth gen. So that's nice the, car. Yeah. I mean, fast that's the car. LSA, I yeah. believe it was. Mm-hmm. Um, reliable, easy to work on. It was a fast car. Magnetic um, shocks. 
I would. Horsepower. Feels like a cheap AMG when I yeah. drove it. I really liked it. It's fun. I would personally take it over the C7. I've not been much of a Corvette fan personally. Just I think my height and my size have always made them really feel just uncomfortable to me. Uh-huh. That transaxle is expensive to work on. Clutches are expensive. I mean, I just feel like. For a first performance car, the fifth gen would be easier for him to kind of work on himself. Could be, yeah. I think different perspective. If you were planning on wrenching yourself, Jay's perspective is good. I think from a driving perspective, there is no substitute for the geometries that a Corvette has versus a Camaro. A Camaro has a back seat and has to look a certain way, and it has geometries in accordance with that. The ZL1 is a really, really nice car. It's Mm -hmm. like a rowdier old ctsv which is good let's not forget those unusable rear seats also change your insurance makes oh, it a little bit do. more affordable okay. mm-hmm. there you go practical um i think for me and because i'm a bigger guy the c7 is a little disappointing because it's actually a little more cramped than some of the c5 or six is even though it's like nicer so i don't know i think if you don't need the back seat and the back seat doesn't affect your insurance in a very negative way the corvette is a Higher starting position. It is the ceiling. The ceiling is higher. I mean, the other than the straight line higher. speed, it's, mention, it's a better. You can actually track fit car. a surprising amount of stuff in the hatch of a C7. Oh mm-hmm. hell yeah! A lot. We could fit a whole bunch of like all our camera gear. Right. I think the thing. opening of the uh, the Camaro as well is kind of like that. You know, smaller at the top, bigger at the same, bottom. Kind same of same thing with mine. It's like it's it, you open the trunk and you're like, wow, that's really deep, but you can't get anything in the right. opening to take advantage of it anyway. Right, yeah. And not to mention with the one LE option, the rear seat doesn't fold down anyway, so it's kind of like oh, funny, does it with the fifth gen ZL1? I think it does. Uh, the ZL1, I'm pretty sure it yeah, does. Yeah, I think it does. Funny, yeah. funny, not to derail your conversation real quick, but no, I, so when I, this is it. So when I was installing my Rotofab intake in my Tony Mamo throttle body on the Z, on the 1LE, uh, yeah, the, the battery's in the trunk of the car. And I had the, the garage door up and the trunk is open, the battery negative terminal's disconnected. It starts to rain. And I'm going, oh, I don't want it to rain on my, you know, in the back of the car. So I just shut the trunk and I don't think anything of it. Going to like open the trunk, I'm like, wait a minute. The battery is disconnected and stuff, and I, I can't open the trunk. I'm thinking to myself, well, I'll just fold down the seat. Wait, the seat doesn't fold oh. down. Fortunately, Chevy has the jumper cables, you know, the terminals under the hood. Uh-huh. And, but if you undo the positive terminal on that battery, <laughs> you're screwed. Yeah. How do you open the trunk? You would literally oh, have to disassemble have to... the rear ba- the rear wow. seat. Wow. <laughs> because it's is got there no, a little... There's no manual lock in the back or anything anymore? No, it's purely electronic, uh, oh. you know, solenoid. Wow. That could be a massive problem. Yeah. So we had an interesting thing happen. I was on a shoot, uh, whatever, two weeks ago, and um, some guys were shooting out the back of a minivan, and the hatch kept beeping. So the way they got to stop beeping is they shoved a carabiner in the locking mechanism of the open hatch, and it stopped. But when they put it in there, they said it like clicked, and all of a sudden the motor went, oh, and just, <laughs> it just tightened on the thing like a crab. <laughs> Jump ahead two days. You know, we shot for two days, and now we have to drive home on this thing, and we cannot get this thing out. And it took 40 minutes, and they figured out, you know, in a normal trunk, you go in the back of the trunk, and you see, like, the child protective tab. It's, like, Mm -hmm. bright green and glows in the dark. And if you get stuck in a trunk, you can pull that and get out. This is a minivan, so they don't have that tab because, obviously, you can just get out the front door. After 40 minutes, we realized we pull off the liner of the hatch, and Toyota, you know, they didn't want to make two different parts. So they used the same trunk and trunk mechanism that would have that pull tab but you have to like find the button which right. we did thank god and it released wow. that carabiner but it was a very interesting lesson who figured that out uh it was hard agree and semantic wow 
Good for them. Yeah, we were, we were just pulling and hitting things. <laughs> I hope we answered Casey's question. I go with the C7 if you don't need the extra space of the Z20 of the ZL1. What if those weren't the only two options? What for 45k? Ooh. Any other recommendations? We could get a he could get a six gen SS, right? True. 45k will get you a a, a, a one LE, probably a brand new one LE. What 45k? We'll get you a what SS one LE. Oh, SS. I thought you were thinking... Mm-hmm. I was thinking ZL1 one No, no, I'm like, SS, where? I'm going to buy another one. Is there an, <laughs> wait, is there an SS1 LE? There is, right? Yeah. yeah that, I yeah, think you might a, get in for you that. You can actually get a 1 LE now in the four-cylinder turbo starting 2019. Oh, cool, yeah. I, I read that, yeah. I mean, look, you could also get a really nice Mustang. You can also get a Focus RS yeah. uh, or, or an STI. Um, you can also get... I mean, $45,000 is of money. quite a lot of money. You could get a great used E92 M3. 996 Turbo? You could get a 996 Turbo. Fuck yeah, you could. You could get a First 997 video. Carrera S with some miles on it. You could get the greatest used 987 Cayman ever. Um, what is the new C7 I like base all of cost? those options better. Just like a Stingray. Like everything it's else like we've listened. I think oh, we're like yeah. plus, so you can get a used one in the 40s range then. Yeah, you yeah. can get like a C7 with a Z51 package. would be a really, really good, capable yeah. car. Um, we drew, we had a, ZR, a, a C7 once mm-hmm. without Z51, and it was no bueno. Really? Yeah. You, the Z51 is like one of the best values in all of cars. What's that what's that code? What what does it get you? You get oh so you get a like lot. Breaks uh, diff suspension it's like, or something. Yeah, like it's a, you get a ton of shit. You get completely different Oh wait, Zach will look it up. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Because basically, the base was still considered a Stingray, right? They're all Stingrays. yeah, they're all Stingrays. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Z, but Z fifty one, it's like you get how much? It's like only like sixty five hundred bucks, and you get so much stuff. Um, working on it. Working on it. Right in the meantime, we'll we'll come back to that. In the meantime, what ta- tracks? Oh wait, here you go. Oh, okay, thank you. All right, larger wheels, but whatever. Uh, dry sump oil system. Okay, yeah, yeah, so there, there you go. go. Enough brakes, uh, spring shocks, and stabilizer bars are tighter, stiffer, of course. Um, E-diff, E-LSD, and better gear ratios. The dry yep. sump that's alone, if you're going to track the car, yeah. is worth it. Yeah, and I think that's. I think it's less than seven. Yeah. It's, it's like it, 6800 bucks. I was a little like disappointed that. they didn't do dry sump in, in the LT4, to be honest. Your car doesn't have a dry sump? No, it's wet sump. That but it's is But it's dry sump strange. in the Z06, I believe. Yeah, no, it's wet mm. sump. I Maybe they had, to, they had to get people, give people a reason to buy the Z06, Z06 maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, what tracks should I take my EG, assuming you mean a Civic, to in SoCal? Uh, unless you happen to have like a 600 horsepower Civic, I'd recommend the smaller ones. So Streets of Willow. Streets of Willow, Streets. definitely. I'd recommend actually going to do some time attack at Adams in oh, Riverside. Yeah. Yeah. Adams Motorsports Park. Idea. It's fun to watch. It's fun to drive. Yeah. It's really fun to do. When we had the Fiesta ST, it was a blast. Yeah. Absolutely. Um Button Willow is fun in a Civic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those two. Chuck Walla is like too fast for that car, I think. Chuck Walla? Chuck well, Button Willow is faster than Chuck Walla. Who's that? Button Willow is faster than Chuck Walla. Uh, really? Yes, true. I, think, yeah, I feel, feel like, like Button Willow has more variety of like, it has some smaller corners and some Button Willow's corners. Because Button Willow is a, a rhythm track, whereas Chuck Walla is a fun momentum track. But we've, see, we've gone out there with some of the Civic guys that are running mild upgrades to the engine, but they're just completely weightless. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between a rhythm track and a momentum track? So this, as explained by my instructor, is momentum tracks in, in something like Chuck Walla, it's less horsepower dependent, where it's about just linking together the turns and making sure you have momentum through them, yes, right? okay. which is true for any track. Uh-huh. But Button Willow is one of those, and I learned this when I went out the first two sessions before I got coaching from him on a track I had never driven in that configuration. Um, you, you fuck up a turn, and then you realize how much you just jacked oh, up the next two or three turns. That's actually mm. a very good point. Okay. 
Because there were, I didn't know where the true sacrifices were on Button Willow until, yeah. I, until you realize, like, okay, you, I completely lost my rhythm. I've now jacked up my next three turns mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. find that rhythm again. And so there are a couple corners that are very important on Button Willow, and like they're going not in, the ones you think about. Going into Cotton Corners, mm-hmm. right? Kind of the the high speed right going into bus stop. Phil Hill for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, coming coming out of the S's that late apex, apex into the S's totally. to get straight line entry. So things that just didn't to me, I didn't. I realized by the end of the day, because I, my times went, they were, they started off really slow. They went 209, 206, 204, 201, and then we did 158. So with the amount of time that was being shaved was just realizing like, okay, I'm finding the proper rhythm on this track, mm-hmm. the braking zones where we could push it, where the, you know, proper, you know, entry, entry lines were, exit, had corner exit. And I understood more the driving style there versus Chuck Walla, where Chuck Walla can get away with a lot more on, on kind of messing up some of your entry zones. It's and, very true. wide. I think yeah. the reason I say that is because I was I was literally at Chuck Walla last week and I was driving around a Miata to do production and I was having fun and but it was if his if his EG hatch is low on power to me I guess I just see it, you're going to sit there in third and fourth gear and yeah. yes it's, you're going to have a lot of momentum and it's going to corner great but I just wouldn't personally find that as interesting as having a track that has some hairpins and stuff where I can go down to two and yeah. you know have some acceleration just more variation. Like, last year we had the Fiesta ST press car at Chuck Walla and it was fun. Mm-hmm. Like it was a good time, but even a Fiesta ST compared to an EV ha- EG hatch is like a lot of power. Yeah. You know, totally. we're talking like double probably horsepower. Yeah. I would say I mean, honestly, all of them. Go to all of them. Mm-hmm. Like I maybe not Big Willow. <laughs> Big Willow's would kind of suck in the yeah. EG hatch, but the rest we, of them. we do have a we do have a stock three hundred thousand mile um, KA S thirteen cool. that'll do a two hundred four at Chuckwalla. Whoa, well, that's pretty good. So I good. mean, you can have a lot of fun in a low yeah. powered car for sure. It's, all, it's just all about you know driver skill. Oh, and we've seen it at uh, Grid Life, the thing I am involved with, uh, which started primarily as a Honda event. Mm-hmm. There are some very low powered Hondas that are, have incredible drivers. Right. And they, you know, they weigh sixteen hundred pounds and make one hundred and sixty horsepower, and they at, fly. At yeah. Button Willow, I pointed by an NAEG yellow hatch, <laughs> yeah, because the he was ugly ass cars mobbing. He's right? lifting the inside wheel a foot off the ground because <laughs> yeah. he's sending it, and I'm in the ZL1 going, just get just, off my. You're ass. gonna die. Wow. Just go ahead. You're gonna die. <laughs> no, he was. I don't know how fast he was. He didn't have timing. But I know he was faster than me, and we did a 201. That's so. awesome. Wow. That's rad. Uh, we have uh, a couple of people who are just contributing to the show just to contribute, and we thank you very much for that. We see you, and Spencer, we will not ignore your audio-only fans, but it's hard because we can look at pictures of things. <laughs> you don't understand, man. It's fucking like crack when you have you – have, you, your eyes are open. So it's a new medium, bro. It's a new medium. I, well, hopefully, and and people can comment on this if if you feel like we're mo- if you feel like the show is changing drastically from catering to audio, let us know. But I think we have enough conversation you can pay attention to. Yeah, that it, that it's okay. Uh, I, we'll try and do if there's something that isn't an ob- like we don't need to you know if there's something that really needs describing, we will think about describing it mm-hmm. better. <laughs> Again, and what's to say? Uh, Hey, uh, what's to say? Purging my Jay, purging my new heat exchanger in my I can't read this. My thirteen CTSV. Getting get, ready for two tomorrow. Yeah, oh. it's not like you're just making a statement about a CTSV. But, oh, yeah. thank you, RTA Motorsports. I appreciate it. Is that all we got so for we that? Got. All right, so. I have a seg a thing uh, that you was actually it's part of our Haggerty deal, but you want it, it relates to you directly, Jay, okay. because uh, since this is the fucking ZL1 show, apparently, here we go. So I'm sure my fans are sick of hearing about my car. It's fine. I you know what <laughs> I th- you know I think we can 
we found we somehow managed to find over an hour of things to talk about the fucking Camaro ZL1. So that's pretty good. It's a yeah. lot of things. Yeah. Ron, make a note. Call Ron. Ron from GM because I need a 10-speed auto ZL1 in the Heezy fucking stat. Mm. Um, so, uh, in partnership with Haggerty, they have a newsletter at haggerty.com slash newsletter, and every week they actually send out some fun articles. I don't always agree with their assessments of certain things, which right. is fine. I don't fucking have to. But they have uh, the scale of 0 to 100. And there is one thing that Haggerty does that I, I find investing in cars interesting, and so I focus on auction prices and car values and stuff like that, what's going up, what's going down, etc. I don't do stock markets, Jay. I do cars. Yeah, yeah. And watches, but yeah. mostly cars. So um, we talked about uh, last week, we talked about cars that were uh, hot. They were kind of, kind of crappy cars, but hot. Week before that, we talked about cars that were not. But this week... The 10 hottest future collectibles of 2018. So it's basically the way Haggerty goes through this. It's like the number and the value I've of really people insuring with I've really wondered how they, how they predict 30 years from now, you know? Yeah, I don't know how they do that. Uh, maybe they don't. But I think in, in terms of these lists, it tends to be based on, you know, they do collector car insurance. Right. And it tends to be based on... How many and in what Probably ways? Number of applications, applications, are in. values, and stuff like that. Because GM is supposed to be making 750 of my car, and that's it for 2018. And then what I heard was that they were actually sold out. And what I mean by that is not taking any more orders. What's yeah. sitting on lots? It's all that's left. My neighbor three doors down bought a red one. Right after I got mine, and when we ran into each other, we're going, you got to be fucking shitting oh, me. No. Suddenly, we're looking at each other like, now we're not the special guy in the neighborhood, right? Now you need stage gonna, one, and, and, and he gets to stage two. Well, my my neighbors, <laughs> my neighbors have a uh, AMG GTS, right? My neighbor behind me has a Hellcat Charger. And so it's it's a, there's a lot of car enthusiasts in my neighborhood. neighborhood. It a lot is. of dick waving in this <laughs> fucking hood. <laughs> no, man. Uh, you know what? I'd own three of those if I had the money yeah. at the same time. But it's, it's just funny because... Um, all they have to do is suddenly decide they're going to make a lot more of the 1LE ZL1s, and suddenly they're not going to be that collector's edition in the future. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a 2019. I'm wondering if they're going to maybe bring back a 2019 Z28, which a lot of people have been thinking a 6-gen Z28 might be in the works. But they thought the 1LE was going to be the Z28 as well in the spy right. shots. You know, what made the, the Z28 work was that they already had the engine, mm -hmm. and they don't have an engine now. Right. They, all the engines they have are being used. Well, you, so. you see in the 2019 6-gen uh, and a half Camaro, right, that they've... From the L the four cylinder and the LT up to like the SS, they've got that new redesigned body style. But the ZL1 still has the old looking style. Yeah. So I mean, it's hard to say. I'm wondering if they're going to make a 2019 ZL1. If not, it could be one of the hottest future collectibles of 20. Anyway, if they really are only selling 750, yeah, right. that's see. I had heard that as a rumor, and someone else at CamaroCon said the same thing to me. So I'm like, well, you know, we'll see. I would. Honestly, knowing GM, I'd be shocked if they limited. My this neighbor production. told me that he ordered his car in, in October, and he didn't get it until January. And in January, he got the note that they were actually starting production on it, <laughs> because when he bought it, they basically told him they didn't know if they were even going to build it, because they didn't know what was already sold across the nation. So we had to see where he lined up in the order, like the order of orders, order of orders, right? So he didn't even know if he was going to get the car until he got confirmation it was being built, and then three weeks later he had the car. Oh my God, that's kind of a funny thing. I hope people that have like, if you have an indie shop and you're like, man, my car's been there a month. This is taking so long. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. hey, you can order something from GM, and they'll give you a note that's like, hey, it'll be built soon. 
Well, yeah. I got remember the Focus RS. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Focus RS was like they <coughs> they the order books opened like October first, and then the orders went to the factory like February first. Yeah. But when the when the factory took the orders, the factory didn't take the orders in the order in which they oh, were received wow. from the dealer. So they took the orders and just then built like, I don't know, all the black ones and then all the fucking white ones. And like just like so the cars that came in came in in a completely fucking random order. Which I'm sure pissed off the people that made yeah, the orders. So people who ordered in January got were getting cars like ahead of people who ordered in October. Yeah. And since I had stupidly, as I do, made a big fucking deal out of having the first order in and then I didn't get the car until like three months after it was out. It was all very dumb. Yeah. So that's a thing. So anyway, ZL1 1LE, big surprise on the list of the uh, the the hot the ten hottest. The other car I read said it was number two. Is that in an, in an order? It's not in an order. Okay. This list. It's just ten cars that are hot, and it's uh, the limit was a hundred k. By the way, on the uh, the price of entry, and the other one we already talked about was the RS3 RS3. Yeah, uh, which is that just, surprised me honestly. Yeah, I'm. I don't know if I necessarily agree with this because they're going to build a bunch of these. People are going to buy these things. Like they're fast, they yeah. look good, they drive good, they're reasonably another, priced. Another YouTuber is in the same building as me has one. And the um, well, do you think they look back at like the B five S four and they go, "Man, people love these things, and they're coveted, and and this car is great, so it's so good." Like, I mean, it's a long projection to make, but is it that is. where they're going? I guess, but I, I guess. feel like the the initial racing heritage of Audi and what it did with you know like rally and stuff is what kind of gave it that collector's edition from that era. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like they have that same stigma today, like with the modern stuff, because they're so much more prevalent. You mean right? Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's what this motor is about, right? That's what the two five is. This motor is the about five, the five, five cylinder, cylinder right, exactly. yeah, and it's it's half of a R eight engine, and it sounds like half of an R eight mm-hmm. engine. So Sounds it's good. it's really it's cool. cool. Um, I think I think these will be well well appreciated. I mean, it's not it's a non controversial shape. It'll probably age well, and uh, compared to the S four, like these drive better. These are the right size. Oh, totally, yeah. totally. Uh, and next is the continue Stimmy was the SRT Demon big surprise on this one. Is that a, the Demon's not a limited production, right? I think it is. Oh, is it? Okay. I think it was limited to a thousand or fifteen hundred a year. And probably because they're just they're not going to sell tons of those things. I think uh, it was limited by a certain number of the low volume parts that are used on it. My favorite thing about the Demon is that it uses the air conditioner as a charge cooler. You know, that's fucking boss. Weapon X sells that kit for my car. Oh, too. do they? But it's but they're like drag racing only, not road racing <laughs> yeah, safe. Of course, of course. <laughs> and I and uh, speaking of you know go to go back to cool factory shit. Um, the guys at GM were like, wait till the the you know the ZR1 has a dual fueling system. Oh yeah, it has, it has DFI and it has port injection. Right. And he's like, wait till the tuners figure out the part numbers to order this rig from the GM performance catalog and just like put it on anything right you know, it'll fit they basically implied it would fit more or less on any lt1 engine to run a dual fuel system and to run apparently more than 700 horsepower so you need fun, it. fun mm-hmm. fact the 2ss camaro does not require any modifications to the fuel system to do e85 it just needs the mixture uh, sensor interesting wow. my car requires a different fuel lower low side like i told you interesting I so wonder... it's 145 dollars to convert a 2ss to e85 <laughs> versus 1500 for my car huh 
which I found really interesting. Considering my Silverado, you know, obviously is the eighty five, and yeah, so many GM models are eighty five. I wonder if that's why. If there's so many carryover parts from like these more normal cars to yeah. the two SS, yeah. but yours had a bunch of special stuff, and or or work. my fuel system's already just at its limit. You know, could with, be, could so. be. Yeah, um, they're only making thirty three hundred demons. <laughs> Uh, so they'll they'll stop make, stop making them when those are all sold. So it could carry over to another year if they're not all sold. That's what it says. Then, it yeah. may carry over into 2019 if they're not all sold, but they are going to stop at 33. Okay. 3300. Wonder okay. what what that number is significant about at 3300. I don't know. Not um, not how much it weighs. <laughs> <laughs> My friend Mike Musto bought a demon he and did. he is enjoying it. Yeah, <laughs> he drives it a lot. He said he really likes it. Does he have the Does he have slicks and skinnies on it? Or does he have he, the normal wheels on it? I bet he has the normal wheels on it, but I'm sure he bought that pack and it's he sitting in his crate, backyard. Right? For sure, yeah. I'm he sure he would. He wouldn't buy it without the crate. I yeah. desperately need to get some Nitto drag radials and some weld wheels because I'm telling you, <laughs> those Goodyears do not have acceleration grip at all. Not in first, no. Or, yeah. yeah, not at the drag strip. Not with strip. 700 horsepower. Demons, like, I don't, you know, it, it's not an appealing car to me. I don't give a shit about drag racing. The Hellcat wide body, what, to me, was of good for a laugh, but it... You know, I don't want to own it. I maybe I would, want, I would, I would maybe own the, the charger. Jeep. I would own the charger Hellcat for like two years. I could have a good, real fun two years from it. This will be one of those things that rolls across Meekum though oh, in yeah. thirty years, or, or even in fifteen, and it'll be very popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think there's going to be a healthy number of demons that will not get driven at all. You know, I, I I think the reason why this is on the list. You ever see that show Graveyard Cars? Yeah. Right, where they restore all the old Mopar stuff. Yeah. I could see this being amongst that crowd, right? <laughs> yeah. Thirty years from now. Yeah. This is the most History Channel car. Yeah. <laughs> on sale right People now. are gonna be putting those engines into some weird stuff on, on build shows too. Yeah. You ever see a fucking demon engine on a stand? It huge. is huge. And and Hemi engines are just checking. The really the the biggest engine I'm I've ever seen. I think. In what a, is it? A seven point. No, no, this is a 6.2 oh, supercharger. Okay. The biggest physical engine I've seen on a stand was a um, a Ferrari uh, Testarossa flat oh, 12. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is gigantic. And then there's like the, the, the LT5, the ZR1 engine, right. is fucking monstrous. They had one That's next... Because of how tall that supercharger yeah, is. Yeah, they had one next to an LT4 on the stand, right. and you're like, oh my God, look how big it is. Yeah, yeah. look at those. It's kind of funny because the, the, the LT4 with that Eaton supercharger, it's only 1.7 liter supercharger. It's yeah. really low. It's real low profile. You yeah. put like a Whipple on it, though, then suddenly it's huge. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> why you have to cut a hole in the hood. Yeah. The ZR1 has a giant hole in the hood. Okay. Yeah. Big engines. What else we got? There's a couple more on this thing. Civic Type R. Yeah. Are they still getting over for these fucking things? Uh, well, I've heard they were they like some were twenty thousand dollar markup on, on some of them. <laughs> completed, yeah. completed listings or uncompleted listings? Yeah, the asking. dealership I bought my car from had a twenty thousand dollar markup on it. I told them you're in GTR based territory. If that can't come off, I'm not buying the car. Fortunately, yeah. they took the whole markup off. Yeah. But they were trying to get twenty thousand markup. That maybe it's is... a sucker move, and you, maybe if you're if you're not brave enough to just demand sticker, yeah. you know. I drove the Civic Type R at Road Atlanta and on the street, and it is a lovely car. It really is. But should you pay a dollar over sticker for one? Fuck no. no. Fuck no. It's a yeah. really nice car. It's a nice Civic. How do you how do you like it compared to your RS? I actually, uh, as far as normal road driving goes, I actually prefer the, the Type R. Mm -hmm. It rides better, even with fucking 20-inch wheels. It rides right. better. Uh, it has a more comfortable front seat. It Does has it ride more better than the RS after the new suspension? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
it just, it has a better ride. What about on track? Did you track the on track? Of? I prefer the RS. The okay. RS is definitely more motorsport. Is it just cause it's maybe all-wheel drive versus it, the front-wheel drive? Not or? necessarily. It's more of the steering. It, it, it The steering is razor-sharp in okay. the RS, and it feels like a fucking race car, whereas the Type R, to me, feels like a fast Civic, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really a, a very nice car. I did, I did overheat it a little bit on track. Yeah, you're not the first person to tell me they do overheat. Yeah, I overheated on track. Um, but I, as a street car, I actually did prefer it to the Focus RS. The seat was really nice. The shifter was perfect, and the pedals were easy, and it was really a comfortable, practical, fun car. But do not pay over sticker for one. That's just yeah. stupid. What else is on there? Trackhawk. Yeah, obvious. Trackhawk. Giant 700 horsepower Jeep. Yeah. The same one you tracked, or did you do SRT? No, I did the regular SRT. It was fast as fuck. And you overheated track. that too, didn't you? No. I thought it got did warm. I? Maybe a little warm. Okay. But I was probably running air conditioning because I do that. Oh, okay. I don't turn the air conditioning off on the track because, mm. like, well, you got you're trying to talk hot. to the camera too. <laughs> yeah. I don't we'll just go hot. with that. We'll just go with that. You're trying to talk to the camera without the wind noise, not yeah. that you're a diva. The I'd rather condition. the engine got a little bit hot than I got a little bit hot. That's <laughs> not my fair. car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. It's it's not my car. <laughs> you, yeah, you get distracted and gross on camera. You start sweating like crazy. Yeah, it's you know you treat it like uh, you know Chris Harris. It's like this car exists for purpose of my video. There you go. And now right. I don't exist for this car. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, a seven hundred horsepower Jeep. Yeah, that'll be popular in in uh, in a few years as it is popular now. I told. Have you seen one on the street yet, Jay? A track I car? don't think so. I saw a guy mobbing up Lincoln in Venice. And really? Like, like the broiest bro. Okay. And it was the it was so loud. I, th- I mean, it even almost sounded louder than the Hellcat. It was wow. fucking <laughs> tearing ass. Probably third gear up Lincoln. Fucking cool. Good looking Jeeps too. And I, one, I still see the oh, first the gen SRT. Second, they're still driving around. Yeah, it's not even a Rubicon. It's just a Wrangler. I don't know. Oh, it is a Rubicon. I don't know who there. put the Jeep Wrangler. Twenty seven grand hottest. is not a Rubicon, right? Because they see yeah, the pictures. Rubicon. It'll it'll probably sell really well. That's probably why it's there. I mean, know. Wranglers have great resale. Right, they always do. And this one's supposed to be and they're better off roading than everything. Dick else. load of them. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a million of them. Yeah. So yeah. okay, Wrangler. Yeah, and what does collectible mean? I didn't mean yeah. Well, Jeep is, uh, Jeep brought up FCA sales, as reading on Truth About Cars, like last quarter, by themselves. Like, just Jeep sales have, you know, single-handedly brought that company's sales up compared to Fiat and everything else. You mean Wrangler? No, I'm talking about what? Oh, it was like Jeep. Jeep within Jeep the Jeep keeping umbrella. Fiat got it, got Chrysler it, got it. Yeah. alive. So all the Jeeps, not just Wrangler. Yeah. Yep. And then, you know, Kia Stinger GT. That's, yeah. I mean, it's too new to really kind of... Yeah, I agree. Go ahead. It, here's the thing. <sighs> It's just hot right now. That's why it's, it's on hot this list. Right, it's hot right now. I feel like it's flavor of the month. I've seen a few of them on the road, and mm-hmm. they always catch my attention in my mind. I think I'm looking at something else. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the Stinger, the Stinger GT, whatever. But I just have not – I don't see that truly being a collector's car. I just don't know who growing up right now is going to lust for a Stinger, right. and then they, but they can't get it, and they'll get it as a dream car later. Like That's – kind of what makes something collectible right like someone who's 15 right now or 10 going that track hawk was 700 horsepower you know in 20 years they can buy it when they turn 35 or something that's but right. like what 10 or 12 year old is going this kia is the shit when when i'm no. only 
older, I'll be able to fucking get that, it. That'll be the new G37 sedan that we see rocking around. You know, it's, it's a that's right. a real good, pretty quick, sporty ten thousand dollar car. It'll and, be and some drift taxi. Yeah, and, and this is gonna sound uh, super arrogant, but as somebody who has a 370Z and is seeing what those cars are turning into amongst that crowd, it makes me want to get rid of it because <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but the the stance crowd and all that is destroying this platform. And the most common thing I hear when I when people find out I have a 370Z, oh, you're gonna bag it, bro? Are you gonna turbo it, bro? It's like. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm going to use that VQ37 VHR in the way it's meant to. I'm going to rev that shit out. I'm going to take it to the track. It's got hand-built MCA suspension from Josh Coot himself, so I could take this car and go out and enjoy it in a grip form on track. And the thing they're is, good platforms. They're excellent platforms for mechanical grip, and a good. They were a good car. I've for me driven to, quite a few that were modified really well and drove fucking great. Yeah, really nice. Yeah, but the thing is, now you're finding them in in either you know. Um, uh, salvaged format or something they're buying them super cheap and then they're they're doing these super ghetto janky mods to them because of the of the the, the scene which in my opinion is destroying the stigma around the car so i kind of don't even want to be associated with that which is why i make it obvious that my car is a track car and that's what it's built for <laughs> we need to get you some new nissan friends <laughs> Well, they, anything, anything, no, the, the track gets, group, the Nissan Challenge group I hang out with, those are the guys, guys who, race. They, yeah. those are the guys. But I'm talking about when I when I go to the mall or something. And, and, oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, but anything that gets cheap enough will have that crowd. Like that car exactly. will be parked next to it. A $7,000 Subaru next to it. A $7,000 S2000. It was yep. E30s. You know, E30s now. five years ago, right? They diverged. They either turn into stance or chump cars. Those yep. are your two options mm-hmm. for an E30. Yeah. You know? All right. Well, the Kia Stinger GT I find offensive as a classic. However, the Lexus LC500. Yeah. Yep. All, I, how do you think it'll age? It barely makes the cut though. I think the exterior will age yeah, right. fine. You think because it's real yeah. concept carry, but it's also real of the now. So having just seen one in person yesterday for the first time, it's a sexy bitch, isn't it? It, it, it doesn't photograph well, in my uh-uh. opinion. In person, it looks so much better. Um, sounds mean as hell too. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see that being. It's, it's kind of like a poor man's LFA, right? And um, so, yeah, it's actually a, it's. I think they have out Aston Martin, Aston Martin. Yeah. Oh, better looking than Aston Martin, or better looking think, than an LFA. I think it's better looking and better driving than the DB11. Oh, I totally yeah. agree with you. Absolutely. Um, I think I think a car that looks like that, in my opinion, exemplifies the times of design is like the C7. It's like real angular. There's a lot of stuff going on. I think this was nice because they tamed a lot of it down, smoothed it out, and even for Lexus with the giant mouth, like the rest of it's not just razor blades. I think think this will age Like You can clearly see it's Lexus, but it's its own being. Mm -hmm. It's fucking hot, dude. Real good looking. And you gotta drive one, it drives so good. It's lovely to drive that NAV8. It's like 470 horsepower, Mm -hmm. but it's it's a real snap Happy, revvy. Is it heavy? Kinda, but okay. it's not imbalanced. Okay. You know, it's a GT car, um, but it's not like a fucking porker. Yeah, you can hustle it pretty good. I had, I had a, I drove it seven hours back yeah. from wherever the hell we were, and I loved it. It's a good GT car. Yeah, okay. You know, tighten the suspension up with the uh, change it over to like whatever D plus they call it or Sport plus, and it, it definitely tightens up. Awesome. It, it feels heavy, but I think it's it's a very good all around car. Yeah, okay. a good GT car. Yeah. It's uh, it's like a better alternative to a new SL Mercedes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. My SL is the best S. Oh shit! Speaking of which, tangent. Go to my Instagram. You got to <laughs> see what I got, bro. 
These dudes go. These dudes. My see the bends in the middle. These dudes, my friends Devin and Werner, father sons, have a new floor mat company, and I asked them to make me a Coogee sweater oh, style geez. floor mat for my bends, and they look f- super fire. Speaking of, I don't even know how I got there, but click over to the right. Doesn't that look awesome? Wow. The, the carpeting is like really durable and thick, and it's like rubber underneath. They're nice. And it cuts for the benzo. Perfect Radwood <laughs> Coogee sweater. <laughs> it fits in that car so well. Yeah, and with the flip out and shit, it's like so 2001. Yes. <laughs> I feel like Biggie. Yes, it is. All right, back to that. Sorry, that <laughs> tangent. I, I had to plug them. Thank you. That Lexus LC500 would be perfect with those formats. Um, Cayman Boxster GTS is on the list. They're having trouble selling them now. They are. They, they? are. Yeah. Is there cash They're, on the hood? I don't know about that. I just That'll I know that they are, you know, people option them up really high, and then they knock on 911 door, and they go, ooh, I'm kind of close, even though those yeah. cars are phenomenal. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. A GTS is, oh, $80,000 is tough. Let me let me tell you what's funny about these cars is when I'm at the track in my 370Z, it always it's always the Caymans that I'm battling, which makes it really fun because I know I'm a third the cost. You know what I yeah. mean? The all-in cost on the Z. Yeah. But it seems like every time I'm in the Z, it's me and some Cayman. And it's fun. It's fun. I love so hard I, think, to wait. I yeah. think they drive really good. They're a yeah. lot of fun. And actually, the 718 is fucking fast. The S especially is really, really fast. Yeah. And I drove a GT4 after driving the 718, and I wish the GT4 had a 718S engine in it. Really? Ooh, wow. It would be faster. A 718S Boxster is faster around the Nurburgring than a GT4 Cayman. That's yeah. huge. So, That's a big deal. So these things are really going to be fast, but, but I, like... I feel like Porsche has so many trims, though, they're kind of confused on who should be faster than who, to be honest. They, yeah. True. They and long-term, if, if long-term sound beats speed long term and that's why a ferrari gto is 50 million dollars and a ford gt40 is two million dollars even though the ford gt40 beat the ferrari so right. it is the ferrari sounds better so a gt4 will probably probably yep. over the long term the gt4 right. is the buy and hold the 718 boxer gts is the lease for three years yeah right at, in, at in very t- low terms with cash on the hood. And in two years, that'll be a $50,000 car that yeah. is a great the driver. Second, the second owner mm-hmm. is going to have the best time with a with a GTS. Right. Is that it, Timmy, or is there more? Oh, WXR. Okay, STI Type RA. This is the $50,000 STI. Is this, a, this I, is like a list of new cars. I have to yeah. admit... I well, saw Todd, an they RA. Are, it, they are new cars. Right. That's the point of the thing. We yeah. saw an RA yesterday when I was dropping my mm-hmm. car off, and I don't know what the RA trim is. Okay. You get a lot more than you think you do. Okay. You get a custom valve set of Bilsteins. Okay. You get chassis stiffening in the front and the rear. You get a carbon fiber roof, which doesn't it does save weight, but it also actually is structural. It's more rigid. So you, it's so it's a hollow roof, and then it's skinned with carbon fiber. It's a full carbon fiber roof. The entire roof is made of carbon fiber. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You get different, like, yeah, like Alcantaras and stuff. Like, you know, that's some basics. And you get a front splitter that's different, and you get uh, a rear wing. Um, I drove it, but and you get different gear ratios. No power improvement different, at all. No stock mm, power. So and they make five hundred. They're them. making five hundred. That's why. That's why it will be collectible because there will always be five hundred Subaru freaks. Who are mm-hmm. willing to pay good money for this thing? And actually, like, I think it's dumb. It's fifty thousand dollars Subaru, but like the shit that's been done to it is like that factory tuner shit that you can't do at home. You right. can't 
you can't for any kind of reasonable cost take your STI and turn it into this. Yeah. You're not doing the car structural carbon roof. You're just right. not. So you know There's on- someone that did they put a carbon roof on their E forty six M three and I looked at the pictures and I was like, You are out of your mind. Like there's <laughs> there's clamps, they're cut they had to cut the roof off, you know, use the clamps to keep all the the structure together lined up perfectly, which who knows if you do, and then you have to like epoxy in this new carbon roof huh. that someone sends you. It just seems like a just really craziness. crazy idea. Just craziness. I mean remember Larry what he had to do to get rid of his mm-hmm. So Larry, my friend, has a nine six four and he wanted to sunroof delete his nine six four. Okay. And he had to find, you know, another car and cut his entire fucking roof off from the base of the A pillar to the base of the C pillar and graft a completely new roof on. There's so some great. projects that just make you go, Why? Why? Just get a donor car and swap everything over at that yeah. point, you know. Well he in this particular car he has a a, a very strong, I think, a, a Attachment emotional to attachment yeah, yeah. to the okay. car and all, in addition to the, the th- there was a little bit of rust and so some of this was the to get to, to, to get rid of the rust but okay. so thank you uh, haggerty.com slash newsletter if you want to get varying lists uh, related to collector car shit uh, anything left on, left over on super chat Tim anyone have anything else to say before we get out of here no oh wait there is one yeah what did that say thinking of uh, of an 08 L- is that 06. a legacy 06 LGT 5MT. That's a legacy GT. 06 L. It's got to be. Oh, I like that car. Right? Legacy GT. Yeah, it's got to be. As a daily driver for 7,500. Now, that's got the STI engine in it, right? Yeah. It's got a 2.5 turbo. 2.5 turbo. Yeah. It has 96,000 miles and head gasket, clutch, time bulb, water pump, assuming that means it's it's been serviced. P.S. What does it say? Oh, he's asking me if I'm doing my stream this week. Yeah, oh. I don't. I don't have any plans on canceling it this week. Do your stream. I know, right? I mean, leave him wanting more, Matt. That's what you got to do. I know they always want more. So uh, I am a huge fan of that generation of Legacy me GT. Too. Me too. It is a. I think that might be one of the best cars Subaru ever made. All all things considered, and they're not. You don't see them that often. Seventy five hundred seems cheap. It does. It makes it me wonder, too cheap. I mean, especially if all of this work's already been done to it, timing chain and all that stuff. Right? So Doesn't we, that sound like a, a legacy GT with under a hundred thousand miles and a manual I mean, for seventy five hundred? Might be fucked up. It might look like shit. You know, it might have two two different colored doors. That's so true. There's a lot but if the body is straight, right? I mean, if three thousand dollar paint done. job and oh, the wagon. Yes, yeah. give us the wagon, Tim. The wagon is my favorite, but honestly, so even the sedan is nice. I just think that the build quality on these was pretty good. Yeah. It, it felt like a more mature car, and it was before they chunkified and uglified you it. You can make those quick with, you know, tuning down pipes. So, like, I think that'd be a really nice, like, daily driver, camera transport vehicle. I know uh, a dude yeah. who's got one of those is like a sleeper that makes, like, 350 wheel or so, and it's really quiet. It's nice. Great. Yeah. yeah. I say, I mean, assuming it's not, you know, super ugly or fucked. I, I say in general, those that's a good car. You don't have to look far to find a, a legacy GT build that's clean, doesn't yeah. cost a lot, but it just I I've always found myself going, ooh, over a a good legacy versus just some WRX or STI, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Because those are a dime a dozen. But the legacy, the guys that put money into those, those are the true Subaru enthusiasts in my opinion. And usually a little usually a more mature enthusiast who yeah. probably has a better job, like either does the maintenance themselves better or can afford better maintenance and just, yeah. they're not gonna like beat the shit out of it. Cool, man. What do you want to plug, Jay? YouTube, Twitter? Uh, I'm No, I mean, Jay's Two Cents is where you guys can find me on just about everything, minus Facebook. I don't really Facebook anymore. But uh, Are you out of the, you're out of Facebook? I just, I mean, whoops, I haven't touched Facebook in like two years. And do I you mean, and do you feel like you're missing anything? No, not hmm. really. Did you delete your Facebook or is it just no, idle? No, it's still there. It just shows the last 
post was two years ago. Yeah. So do you do people message you on Facebook and do you answer them? I'm um, just curious. The last time I looked, there was like thousands of notifications, <laughs> so I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, Back away slowly. Maybe, yeah. maybe not. All right, cool. So YouTube, Twitter, other social media yeah, platforms. Yeah, and I mean, we I do have a car channel too, and uh, you, I mean, you can find the link to that in the description of my, my main channel, but it's one of those things where I'm trying to find a good balance between the car stuff and the tech stuff, and I kind of want to share my car passion with all of my audience, but of course not all of the audience appreciates it when yes. a lot of them come for tech. Um, so I'm trying to find a, a good balance moving forward. Like, we do have... A video coming up later this week where it's covering the custom brackets being made for my 370, and we pick that up tomorrow, so that'll kind of conclude that. But that'll go up on the second channel. Um, but other than that, I mean, I, I I think a lot of people would have to agree with me that if you're into tinkering and building computers, the idea of tinkering with cars is not that different. It's not a big stretch. I mean, I branched out to do a podcast about watches. Yeah, I it, saw that. It, yeah. it was because I, I started talking about watches on this show, and people got annoyed and like, go make a new show. So yeah. we made a new show. Now they're trying to say you should make a new Instagram Go fuck yourself. How about that? Well, that's not making a new Instagram. It's easy for me though to say Jay's two cents. It's just a, yeah. It's about my opinion, and I've got many totally. opinions. Many people don't agree with, but I've got a lot of opinions, and it, it's not Jay's two computers or right. Jay's two cars. It's just Jay talking about whatever. The, not I to be confused with Jay Z, by the way. You'd be surprised how many people tweet me very angry, thinking I'm Jay Z. Well, I, I pronounced it having read it only. The, remember the first time you came yeah. in, I pronounced it wrong, but not this time. <laughs> um, that's what happens. I meet people, and I've only read their fucking name or whatever and I don't pronounce it right. I mean, long story short, the S was taken already. <laughs> you know? So I was being super cool by using a Z and no, then that's whatever. You know? totally acceptable. A legitimate oh. amount of my followers, like, I would say probably in, in the thousand or so have followed me thinking I was Jay-Z but then we're like, oh, I'm into computers too so the accidental follow <laughs> turned hilarious. into a legit that's follow. That's great. Yeah, it's... I it's, think that's a very like Jay-Z has a computer show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you do, do, you do smartwatch shit ever? Are you into smartwatches? I couldn't care less. Great. Couldn't Mechanical less. watches? Um, I don't like wearing things on my wrist. Hmm. I know I'm weird. I, oh, weird. I'm, I mean, I don't like jewelry. I don't. I don't like wearing watches, necklaces. I'm just basic. That's all good, brother. I was just gonna say I would invite you in my in the other room to do the other show if you were. <laughs> I w- I'm looking for I someone to explain the virtue <laughs> of smartwatches to me who knows about them. You're the first okay. person I thought of. Well, it's one of those things. I obviously know a lot about them. I just personally don't wear them. My wife, on the other hand, lives by hers. Do you want to yeah. send her in the show? <laughs> she <laughs> probably could tell you more than I could. <laughs> I would like to speak to a smartwatch expert on the watch show, and I don't know any. So if there is one out there who's interested, just shoot me an email. Austin, you need to talk to Austin Evans. Who's that? Uh, he's actually a neighbor of mine at the studio that I have. Oh. Um, he's also a car guy. Oh. He's the guy who has the RS3 I told you about. Oh. And, he said, uh, I heard you dropped a YouTuber neighbor somewhere, and I, yeah. it, it went through the cracks. No, he's he's very into wearables and smartwatches and, oh. and all that. So I will, I will connect you two. For sure. And I think that would be a match made in heaven. Okay, yeah, cool. Thank you. Uh, Jay, from Jay's Two Cents, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for uh, for sticking with us. We got good, uh, good strong retention on the live stream. So thank you, live people. Thank you for you listening at home, you watching. Uh, here's where we go. The Smoking Tar Podcast is powered by Shout Engine. Get your own damn podcast at ShoutEngine.com. Yada, yada, yada. Talk into microphone. Send it to internet. Nah. Good evening. <laughs>